Hey, hey, welcome everybody. Hello and welcome to episode 86 of the Megavision Show, the, can you, uh, the companion podcast to Megavision's magazine. Uh, today is June the 27th, 2021. I'm your host, Graham Cookson, and joining me this week, we have Scotty and Marcin. Yay! Hey, everybody. Woohoo! What up? Yo, yep, we are back live again once on twitch uh so keep us company and fire off any questions you have in the chat and we'll get to them as we go through the show and we have a very special show today because we are celebrating sonic the hedgehog's 30th birthday Woo-hoo! i should have had a party popper and now i'm just one idiot oh well um <laughs> i could be more prepared so yes expect lots of sonic the hedgehog chat some sonic trivia and even the chance to win some Sonic the Hedgehog 30th anniversary goodies. Ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So stay tuned into the show and you can be here with a chance to win. And this competition is for live listeners and it's also going to be open to our podcast listeners. So if you're listening after the fact, don't worry, you can still get in and win it, basically. So yes, let's strap in for the ride. There's this week's Megavisions show. Aha. Yes, and as always, we will start with how we've been doing, and what we've been up to. So I'll start with Marcin, because you're first on my list. Uh, Marcin, what have you been up to? What's going on, buddy? Well, I had a mini vacation uh, this week. I visited Chris, who's our managing editor, uh, for those of you that Ooh, don't know. Very nice. I visited him uh, with my partner. We went Wednesday, and we came back yesterday. So we just had, you know, some time to chillax, talk magazine stuff. Uh, we went whale watching, but we didn't see any whales. Oh, uh, whale watching. Where shore. do you do that in Jersey? Oh, the, oh yeah. Atlantic Ocean. The Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's part of the Jersey Shore. Geography is not my uh, New Jersey geography is not my forte. Um, but we did see dolphins. So we saw quite a bit of dolphins Ooh. moving in schools and they were actually okay. approaching wow. the boat. So that was really cool. And I've never been on an ocean before. So that was the first time I was actually oh my God. on a boat You're, on the ocean. Were you born and raised in, in Chicago? Yeah, but it's a lake. It's different. That's true. So, oh, well, we're <clears> just <throat> learning how much none of us know geography today. <laughs> Yeah, so Lake Michigan, I mean, like, in the waves in the Atlantic Ocean are much bigger and stronger, so going up is much higher and going down is much lower than if you're on Lake Michigan on a boat. Mm-hmm. So, and I, but I, I was worried about, like, you know, having seasickness, but I was surprisingly okay. Nice. Um, but we were, we were on it for, like, four hours, so by, like, hour four, I was feeling it. Okay. There were, like, yeah. these three burly dudes that were at the bottom of the staircase and they were just kind of like hunched over. I guess it's like the throw up area in case you wanted to vomit. It's like in the back of the boat. Yeah. Nice. (laughs) So you have to like hold on for dear life or else you'll get like vaulted off if you're like going down or up the stairs. So we were down there. Yeah. Was the boat in constant movement or did it sort of anchor for a bit and wait? No, I mean like I guess we kind of hovered around in some areas, but we were basically on the move constantly. Okay, that's good. Yeah. In my experience being in 
like really, really big boats, like ferries and stuff are generally okay, but smaller boats, if they sort of anchor for a bit and sort of stay in an area and the, the waves are pretty choppy, that's when you start to really feel like, Whoa. but if it's moving, it's kind of okay. Yeah. Honestly, it wasn't that bad. Um, and I had a glass of wine at 11 a.m. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> um, I don't know and, if I would do that on a boat. <laughs> in, like in case you had seasickness, that probably doesn't yeah. help, but... Well, yeah, it was good. Or you could it be like, I didn't really get fun. seasick. Yeah, no. Yeah, it was all the I didn't get seasick. It was all the wine. Yeah. That's <laughs> how you blame it. Um, yeah, so we we yeah. did that. Um, and then we just did some restaurants. We were planning on going to New York City on Friday, but um, there was just some scheduling issues, you know, with um, seeing who looks after Odin, their kid. And, uh, yeah, so we just ended up going to Princeton, New Jersey, which is the, uh, like the university town area, super fancy mm. Albert Einstein taught there and died there. Oh, I, did, I didn't realize cool. that. Yeah, it was That's very, it was very nice. Teaching. No, I don't Pretty know. Factoid. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, that, that was super fun. And then, yeah, we just kind of chilled and hang, hung out. Um, it was also... First time uh, we were looking for like movie ideas, and I was like, "Oh, let's watch Midsummer because I've never seen it." Um, huh. And that was an interesting movie. <laughs> have you seen? Before you get too far into it, have you seen Hereditary? Yes, I saw that okay. first, actually. Yeah, yeah, and I enjoyed Hereditary more than I enjoyed Midsummer. Most have. It felt like I, I, I don't know, like it felt like I guess it's kind of a horror movie, but it felt like it was just filled with horror movie tropes and it wasn't necessarily scary it was like trying to play this dance between being super artistic and then just straight up in your face gruesome maybe that was the point where they're trying to do like the dichotomy of look how pretty it is and then you know here's a hammer to the face okay. um hmm. yeah but yeah i don't know i didn't really necessarily enjoy it i mean i i, I kind of got what they were trying to do but i just didn't like the ending. I mean, I I knew like they they do those kinds of things in like pagan rituals and thousands of years ago, but I guess it's weird when you actually recreate it <laughs> on the screen. Yeah, I was like, damn, that's that's fucked up. Um, <laughs> yeah, I gotta say, for anyone that's never seen that director's stuff, look up trigger warnings for Hereditary because Rachel and I regret watching that movie. Oh, it was, okay. it, did you not like it? Fucked, it messed with us big time. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, due to due to personal backgrounds and stuff, it messed with us big time. So I definitely recommend looking up trigger warnings for that movie because we did not enjoy it, despite both of us being like spooky horror and monster movie fans. Everybody's like, you got to watch it. You got to watch it. And we watch it and we're like, we wish we had not seen this. So <laughs> I'm not even going to bother with Midsummer because uh, I'm not saying they're bad movies, but the director has his vision and does not stop. I think his taste is also for like those paganish, cultish kind of like very niche uh, kind of topics, like like those kinds of specific rituals and things. Because I felt like Hereditary, they had like the pagan god or whatever, and yeah, I won't yeah. go too much into it. But it was you know, Midsummer is in, based in Sweden, and it's apparently this Nordic ritual thing for yeah. fertility, and yeah, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> and I, I guess also the director, like he, because I was, I was, I had to look 
as much as it fucked with us, I had to look. Whenever something hits me that hard, I, I research it, and I did that for Hereditary. And it, the director was even saying, like, he found these certain things interesting, but people were like, but why did this happen? This didn't make sense for those rituals. And he's like, I don't know. I just. Oh. <laughs> so it's not like a thousand percent factually based on yeah. certain rituals. It's just wanting to do his own thing and stuff. Okay. You actually cut out just as you said the thing that he said, if that makes sense. You said, I just uh, blank. Yeah. The director just said basically like, I find these things interesting and I did this thing as well. Don't, take it as 100% factual i just thought it would be neat if that also happened oh okay <laughs> i think like he's trying to be artsy but then he also like i said stuck to those horror tropes where like they got also they got rid of the minorities like the, they were the first ones to go spoilers uh, <laughs> oh, hmm. oh Interesting. yeah i was like wow okay i guess he could have done it a little differently um it's not friday the 13th um yeah but yeah, like I, I thought it was okay. We we ended up, actually ended up we watched half of it, and then they went to bed, and then I fell asleep, and then we came back after we flew back in. I was like, I don't want to pick up the cat because my parents are looking after him. I told them we're gonna pick him up on Monday. They said they were cool with that, uh, and yeah, so we finished it last night. Cool. And yeah, it was isn't that good. Um, and then, yeah, the other thing uh, I'll mention is I was playing Legend of Mana, and I actually reviewed it on the site for anyone who's curious. Uh, and I am really enjoying the HD version and the rearranged, uh, or I have enjoyed the rearranged uh, soundtrack. And for those of you who don't know, uh, Yoko Shimomura is the composer for the soundtrack for Legend of Mana, and she's done, uh, I believe, it, she did Kingdom Hearts, and I think there were some Final Fantasy songs, but this was like her first kind of uh, magnum opus, so to speak. Uh, and she felt like it was like the most um, creative she felt when she, she wrote that soundtrack for Legend of Mana. So if you're a fan of um, game soundtracks and, and you liked you know her Kingdom Hearts stuff and all that, and if you never played Legend of Mana, I would at least urge you to listen to the soundtrack cool which you can also find online um but i would also urge you to try to play the game for sure because i i did i enjoyed it as a kid when i first played in like 2000 on the ps1 and i'm enjoying it again uh in hd and they they did a wonderful job uh redrawing the backgrounds and i still think it's one of the prettiest 2D games that I've played ah, okay. with the bo just, boss fights and the levels and all that. It's just super, it's just fun to explore and walk around in. It's, it's really nice. Very quickly for anyone who's not really aware of the Legend of Mana series. Yes. What's, because I know, I personally know it's an RPG, but I don't know what type mm -hmm. of RPG is. Is it live action, like a full action one, or is it like a turn-based one, or what can you... Well, it's interesting it? because like Secret of Mana initially was... Uh, uh, it's uh, secret of mana was uh you're like in an overworld and you're kind of moving and slashing as you go mm -hmm. in legend of mana you're you're moving in an overworld but once you approach enemies you're put into uh a scene with with the enemies and you, you move basically you're like on a 2d plane you're going left and right and okay. you're just hacking and slashing at them it isn't like okay i attack then you attack it's still free form okay. you know attacking and slashing and then you have uh magic you can use it's the mana spirits you call upon and you can use different mana spirits and you wow. have um allies that help out as well uh so i uh, it's like a weird combination uh but i guess it, it leans more towards like kingdom hearts because i don't know if you can run away from 
No, yeah, you can run away from enemies in Kingdom Hearts. I can. Um, but, like, in, in this one, like, you, you have to beat them before you go forward. Right. Um, in in right. this new version, though, they have, they have the ability to... You have the ability to turn off enemies. So if you want to just explore that specific world, oh, okay. you can do That's that. Really cool. Wow. So it's kind of, like, split into, like, pieces. So essentially, the world is, like, uh, put into these artifacts... You start off with one artifact, and then character gives you an artifact and opens up a new world, and it's like a self-contained story. And yeah. a lot of people didn't like the game because there wasn't a cohesive storyline. It felt like uh, self-contained, like Monsters of the Week or like episodic, an anime episode that is just a self-contained story and doesn't necessarily con- uh, uh, revert back to an overarching yeah. uh, plot. And yeah. but I that's the first game I ever played, but I also still like love that idea. And like, it's not everybody's cup of tea, but I think it's it works really well for me. Okay, so, so from the gameplay side, it sound it reminds me very much of Axe Battler on the Game Gear Master System, which was you're running around the top down overworld, but when you come into a fight, left to it's like a left to right battle, and then the the mm-hmm. dungeons are actually like platform levels, um, where you're hacking and slashing across the platform level. Um, that's that's in Axe Battler though. Um, yeah, this is this is a platformer. You're just kind of like running around. Okay. There's not but, really much jumping and maneuvering. It's more of a okay, but okay, that's cool. Around explore. I may look at that because I enjoy Axe Battler and that sort of game. So I'm interested. Yeah, yeah look into it. Excellent. Cool. Um, is there anything else you've done, Martin? Or that's it. So that's it. So let's move on to that's Scotty, it. buddy. Uh, yeah, it's been uh, pretty eventful for me since I've missed a couple episodes and then we did the E3 uh, recovery episode. Um, in that time, I did finish Resident Evil 8 Village. Um, I've, I very much enjoyed the ending and the last boss, because the last boss is a Resident, e- Resident Evil type boss. That's all I'll say for that. It's still a relatively new game, so I won't give away anything. Um, but other than Ethan Winters is definitely the worst protagonist a Resident Evil game has ever had because he's the dumbest, most unbelievable, like non, not unbelievable, but like not. He's very much like, Edible? man, how did this happen? And then and the other one, it's like, I thought my wife was dead, but maybe she's a ghost. And my daughter's uh, fun, some sort of weird special Gohan type thing. I don't know. But that guy's got wings and he's coming at me. How's that happen? And I'm it it just it's dumb. It doesn't make any sense back and forth, like how he's amazed by stuff continually getting more batshit insane when he's seen crazier stuff already. Right. Like, uh, so, yeah, Yeah. it's uh, everyone's been shitting on him, but everyone at the same time is like dad of the year. And I don't I guess he is. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Can I ask a question? Without giving it away, um, because you just said I think I still want to play it, too. I, I will play that game. I, I just haven't gotten around to it, but yeah, you can okay. ask your question. Okay. Um, so, Scotty, you told me off camera once you had a theory about the game or about Ethan himself. Did that oh, come shit. true? Uh, I don't Forget. even remember what that theory was. <laughs> okay, we'll talk about that. Off, we'll talk about it off offline then, because uh, I thought it was yeah, a good theory, I, and I was interested to know what the out- outcome. I will say there, I, not to give anything away, but there is a twist that is, like, definitely predictable if you've played enough of these games, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, but the end also doesn't make sense. 
And just be if you if you want to be spoiler free, be careful of looking up anything for Resident Evil because I've seen like fan art of stuff that happens at the end. Like Rachel saw fan art on Twitter for something, and she's like, "So I saw this of this, and does that happen?" I'm like, "It does, but it's a good thing I already knew that since be a spoiler essentially." <laughs> so, um, God. but okay. uh, it my my like one solid complaint, and maybe it's just an observation, but like it's very. First of all, the village itself, like where you're walking around in, just straight up sucks. And it's like the least creatively designed part of the game because the, the map is, yeah, the map is great. And it shows you, if you guys played seven, it has like when you have all the, you've gotten all the items in one blue. If there's still something you need to get there, it's red on the map, um, mm -hmm. which they do well. But the map in this thing, like you'll follow this path and you'll be like, okay, I have this key that I can, or I have a lock pick that I can use in this house that I know I miss stuff in. But the map will show you like a path and there's like a turned over wagon or a pickup truck in the way that just doesn't mm -hmm. show any obstruction, like even an X on the map or something. And it was super annoying also because all the houses look the same and it's just covered in snow. So I was losing my bearings so often in the hub world of this game um, to the point that it's like, I don't think I ever want an open world Resident Evil game if it's going to be like this. Like, I know they have to have a drab thing, but it's just like. I can't, there's no markers, there's no, like, visual aids, because it's all torn down trees and gray cottages. Right, um, okay. But, was uh, Resident Evil but, 4 linear? Wasn't it kind of similar to, like, you walk four, around, you can backtrack? 4 was definitely linear, but you did have places you go through a second time, but not as, like, Metroidvania type as this. Oh, um, okay. Because yeah, there was, like, because you do go in that main area a couple of times and just fight hordes a couple of times, but it doesn't really expand from that, where... The village does, and you have to go to different areas. And it's literally like Capcom had an idea, had four ideas for survival horror type games and didn't know how to put them out separately. So they used the Resident Evil name and put them into this game because none of them cohesively connect to one another. Because okay. um, there is the castle where Lady D is, and you got the big vampire lady, you fight and kill her, and then you go to the part that everybody's raving about as being the scariest thing in Resident it is the scariest, creepiest ambiance Resident Evil's ever had, but it's not the scariest video game in the world, like people are saying. Oh, because, yeah. and that gave me false hope, because I think Resident Evil is so mainstream that the people experiencing this and saying that have not played Soma, have not played Amnesia, played, you know, those ones, because they're yeah. not, not as mainstream, even though they are, sort of. But um, So there were good parts. Uh, they're, they're, the voice acting is amazing. Like, I could have just watched the cutscenes from this game and been okay with, like, the different, uh, pit. I forget the, the guy's name who runs the big factory and stuff, but he's definitely the best character in the game. Um, and, uh, what's really fun is when you beat it, you do unlock, like, behind the scenes mocap stuff. Um, cool. which is all, it's just fun to watch that. And Rachel was watching it with me, and she, this is all, this, they just throw this in the game. I'm like, yeah. That games are movies. There's <laughs> that's it. Like, um, but yeah, but I enjoyed it together. Do you guys play together? Or I, did she play her she own? Was, um, I was playing it in the living room and she was always reading or something, but she would kind of watch the cutscenes and everything. Um, and I would sort of wait for her to show up if she wasn't home or something to go through what I thought was an important area. So she got the gist of the story as well. That's cool. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, that was good. It, it was good. It's not, I, in my opinion, it's not the best Resident Evil, but it's a, it's a solid game. 
but I I think I don't think it's the best Resident Evil because it, it's clearly like these could have been four different games for each of these boss areas, but they had to put it into a Resident Evil game. Otherwise, no one would probably buy like the dollhouse game or the he's making machines out of people game and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I played it on casual, though. Highly recommend that because some spots were just so fucking like Hard. I died because this was a jump scare that killed me like this bullshit. And I was just like, I just want to I just want to play this game. I just want to. Yeah. OK, <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. creatively yeah. speaking, though, like in terms of levels, do you think that Dollhouse is the most visually like appealing or, you know, scary Like in terms of like it, it checks all the boxes for you? Was there a particular area you actually really enjoyed? I thought they they did it really well in that they took your weapons away so you do feel helpless and i don't want to say anything beyond that because it will give away things but you you feel helpless enough that it does feel more like a survival horror game and i feel like it is if you've not played pt or phasmophobia then this will be super scary to you um and it shows some of their uh some of the like asian inspired stuff because like asian horror overall is so much more intense and messed up than american horror a lot <laughs> um so it's uh yeah i couldn't i honestly didn't want to play part of it like midday just the sun's out and everything and then i waited till rachel got home and i was showing her this part she's like this is hilarious this is a joke because she's been <laughs> she's seen more she was well, she does she's she went to school for like practical effects and stuff so she knows how things are made so when she sees like if she'll see tarantulas in a movie, it's, she's telling me like, "Babe, those are made up." I'm like, I'm "Spiders? They still look like spiders." I'm scared of them, and but she's just like admiring the craftsmanship and stuff, you know. So different dichotomies there, but yeah, I guess once you have like a peek behind the curtain, you can't really like look at it the same way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's a it's a solid game overall. Not the best Resident Evil beginning. But it's a good game. Some people are saying it's a good starting point for the series. Maybe because it does hold your hand on a lot of things. But if you want like the old school broken ass tank controls and stuff, you got to go back to PS1 days and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, cool. But other than that, big deal for me. I finally fucking finished Last of Us Part 2. It took me six months to play this game. (laughs) And I thought about not even mentioning it on the podcast because I've got some notes here. I could honestly do a whole podcast about it, but I've, I've mentioned it for the past six months throughout our recordings and like on streams and everything, just because I've been so fed up with it. And, and I want to talk about it a little bit here. Um, So please be patient with me. I'll try not to ramble, but the reason I want to talk about it a tiny bit is because the first game has legitimately one of my favorite video game endings of all time. Um, and just good gameplay, good good pacing. Um, did either of you guys play the first one, the first Last of Us at all? Nope. I did, and I loved it. Um, and I okay. agree with you on that sentiment, but I've never played the second one. Okay. Um, Graham, it doesn't surprise me that you haven't played it, because I think you got a PS3 pretty late, and uh, it is on PS4, but I still recommend it. Um, because it is just a strong cinematic experience. Yeah. Uh, the the first game has such a relatable ending 
and it's not a happy ending, but it's relatable. And I really liked it. And it had one of those endings that like I was, this was when I was still working in retail. So I could kind of started a work shift like, like 2 PM the next day or something. But I still remember sitting in my room playing this game and like knowing I was knowing I was on the after it, but it's like three 30 in the morning. I'm like, I got to go. I got to finish this. And I finished the game and the credits are, I need to talk. I need to like have a conversation about this ending with someone <laughs> like with another human. Yeah. Um, and this was like before discord and stuff. So, uh, uh, so that in mind, I did not think it needed a sequel, but anyone with common sense knows how well this game did. You know, naughty dog does good stuff. There's going to be a sequel. When it was announced, I was like, I don't need this game, but I'm going to get it. And I, bought I didn't it know how one. they were going to do it. And to be honest with you, like I yeah. wasn't sure how you, I felt like it, at that point you were just milking it. But yeah, it didn't make sense because I feel like as as open ended, quote unquote, as it could be, it still felt like it was a firm. This is the end. Like it almost mm. felt like making a sequel to in the movie Inception or something. Oh, like, yeah. It, it was so powerful of an ending that it didn't need it. Um, so Last of Us 2, you play as Ellie mainly. And then you switch and play as another character. This game has the worst pacing I have ever experienced in a video game. Because I ended Last of Us 1 with just over 20 hours. This game took me... Whoa, it's not an RPG. You cut out. Your your number number. cut out. (laughs) (laughs) This game took you... The first game... The first game took me about 20 hours, just over 20 hours. The second game took me over 40 hours, like around one hour altogether. And it is not an RPG, so it shouldn't. Um, and it's I, mm, I can't, I don't, I won't do spoilers. I won't do heavy spoilers. But the characters switch up. The stories are the fucking same story, just told twice. And I don't care about any of the extra characters. I don't care about the character you play as throughout the second half of the game. And I know they want to show you their point of view because the stories are so similar. Very. It's a super depressing game, and that's why it wasn't on a lot of people's top tens for 2020. It is a incredibly depressing They came out in an incredibly depressing year, but they couldn't delay it anymore because they were Naughty Dog was getting shit for it already. Right. Um, but it's just like, oh boy, I, I'm trying to look at my notes to not spoil stuff and also stay around what I what impacted me the most with the game. It's it's just like. And near the end of the game, they tried to enter, like, in the first Firefly, there's Joel and Ellie. In the next game, there's the wolves, there's the, the um, 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 scars, and there's this whole, like, idolized person that they barely touch. There's so many things they don't go into. Um, straight up, I'll let everybody know this because it kept, like, affecting the game was going to be. There was a goddamn red herring in the trailers for this game because one of the main exposed as being a part of a group that you're fighting against never happens in this game. Never happens. And I was so confused because I was like waiting like, she's disappeared for a while. We're going to see her show up at the bad people's camp. Never happened. So I was like, is that going to be DLC somewhere? Does that like not like, (laughs) wow. The, the, it, it, if it went like, um, Ellie, it, you play as Abby. There's no dancing around that because she was also like nominated as a best voice actor for the game awards, whatever. You play as Ellie for 20 hours. You play as Abby for 20 hours. Then you switch back to Ellie 
and then it goes back to Abby. If it did that, if it was like Abby, Ellie, Abby, Abby, that, that might have been okay. But it was like 20 hours. This is a climatic event for Ellie. Boy, that's crazy, huh? Guess what? You're starting a new campaign now and you're not going to 15 hours. <laughs> oh my God, I don't care about this character. Uh, oh God. So, okay. Wouldn't you it, say it the just... dynamic is similar to Resident Evil 2 though, where you play as Claire and Leon and basically run through the same thing without with slightly um, different endings? It's about you... one nineteenth the length. <laughs> and oh, you, okay. yeah. you, you also interact with that character enough through cutscenes and things and like see things affected by them that it it breaks it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. This barely happens. Like, yeah. I will say after playing this game, I don't want to go to an aquarium anytime soon. <laughs> you, like, lead this character to the aquarium, and, or you go to the aquarium as Ellie, and then you come back, and then as Abby, it's like, I gotta go to the aquarium. And then you leave because someone left the aquarium. Then it's like, we gotta head back to the aquarium. I'm just like, God fucking damn it, I'm never going to an aquarium again. I... Free Shamu, free them all. They don't need to be there anymore. <laughs> I, I like aquariums, though. Is is their design of the aquarium at least pretty to look at, or is it just kind of? It's cool. There, there's a lot of scenic stuff. There's, you'll definitely have. There's very neat to this is this is very much a game that even on the PS4 looks great. Um, and you will catch yourself just like rotating, get a field of grass or something, you know, because it does mm-hmm. look amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it. It's just so poorly paced, and I played it through on casual because there were parts that were taking me like 20 minutes that I would fuck up and be so mad that I, it's just not worth the anger. Um, so it, it was a very casual run-through, but it did take me six months, uh, almost to the day. Um, and the final confrontation is not impactful. It's just like, it's almost as if the game is exhausted with itself by the time you get there. And the way that it ends, it lets you interpret things your own way, which I do appreciate, but it just does not feel fulfilling like the first game did. It it does like I'm glad I played this, but I wish it took like a third of the time and it, it was just like Ellie you saw people getting Ellie's tattoo before the game was even released, just because that game meant this much to them. It's not even out and people still want like the stuff. And by the time it was over, I was like by the time the first game was over, I was like, I think I want a Fireflies tattoo. You know, like, my buddy AJ saw the keychain that I had at, at a gig I had once, and he's like, oh, you played Last of Us, which he's, like, diehard Halo Microsoft, not Microsoft guy, but Halo guy. So I was like, yeah. oh, you played it too? He's like, yeah, and we just clicked and started talking about it, and, like, I kind of want a Firefly tattoo. At the end of this game, I don't want Ellie's tattoo. I don't feel like I need anything to remember this game by, oh, like... I, I almost feel like, let's pretend this didn't happen. It yeah. didn't need... And somehow they're making a TV series. Why are they making a TV series? That's like, there's going to be an Uncharted movie. That makes as much sense as, like, there's Indiana Jones, and then there's the Tomb Raider games, and then there's the Uncharted games, and then there's the Tomb Raider movies, and then there's more Uncharted games, and now there's an Uncharted movie. Right. <laughs> I What you've said uh, is mostly what I've heard about um, Last of Us 2, though. Um most people yeah. I know think Last of Us, the first one, is like one of the best games ever made, a masterpiece. I've never played it, so I don't know. But yeah, they all basically said amazing. Then the second one, they've all gone, uh, like, 
just did not enjoy it at all. Um, well, I think yeah. I enjoyed well, like my, my, my perceptions of the reviews for this one specifically, I, I got like, it felt like, like initially, like the, for the fans who actually were talking about it, and I saw like a big chunk was like, they didn't like it for, uh, they thought they were like political ideologies shoved down your throat and like too much uh, uh-huh. LGBT stuff. And I thought that that seemed like an unfair critique, and maybe the actual gameplay and all that kind of stuff is good. But what you're saying is the like the the pacing and the actual gameplay isn't necessarily that great. Yeah, no, it's bad because it, it's bad because they just make you repeat scenery so much, and they want to. Uh, hey, what's up, Doctor Scott? Nick, I was hoping that someone would jump in the chat. Because he's been on stream so much when I've been playing through, and he's like, "I'm so sad you you've dropped this game because I've loved it so much." And he played it like in a it, not in one sitting, like quick sittings. Um, yeah, but it's just like the storytelling is okay, but they really make you go through these areas that you've already been through, and it's not as much interactive as Resident Evil Two is, where you see like, "Oh, Claire left this gun for Leon," or or something. It's more like this is still a desolate area. Yeah, I'm going to kill these people that mean a lot on somebody else's side of the world. But it's oh man, the, you think the there LGBT- is like a political thing. Uh, yeah, I guess you're oh, there, about to oh, there that. certainly is. There, there certainly is. There's there's a lot of stuff going on with that, but they don't follow through with a decent amount of it either. And it's it's interesting how far gone the fact that Ellie is immune plays a role in this game like there's literally one or two but that doesn't even matter at this point because but i kind of give it to their credit like even if there was a cure would that even help civilization with how far that it's gone and how like far broken it is that they have their own there's basically new racism in this broken world you know um of course against yeah but like the the lgbtq plus stuff it's Maybe if you only watch the cutscenes, it would feel shoved down your throat. But I think there's a lot of like purposeful awkwardness and things in there that there's little. There's also um conversations that you have to uh, essentially initiate by clicking a button, or you could just completely miss those. Um, mm. Some stuff like that. If you miss some of those, then there is some stuff in there that's not as heavy-handed. Um, but they don't, there's not like, oh no, now I do know what they're talking about. It does, it does, some stuff definitely feels out of place and it's trailers that happened before the game came out where there's a dance and everything and, um, you know, girls kiss and one dude breaks it up and it's really bad. So that is kind of poorly handled because it is literally, quite frankly, the, I hate the gays. It's not right. Don't do that. He- like, there's literally a character like that. So that's pretty bad um, in terms of like, all right, you you got him in there. Good job. There wasn't a more uh, polite way to handle this. I don't know even know what the word would be or what. But like, because Graham and I uh, talked about Shit's Creek, and I mm-hmm. I I applauded it for not having a character like that because you could have very easily in a small town had some anti-gay idiot running around like that, but they just didn't, and they handled it well. Last of Us 2 did have that idiot in it, so unfortunately, that was in there, but... Ah, uh, man. I 
I'm sure it was on a different level for me going into it, but at the same time, the story that was told in the first one, I felt just a stronger game overall, but instead it was just longer. Hmm. So. That, uh, something, oh, boy. Something that someone told me was that the beginning or something, or something to do with, oh, God, what's it, what's it like, Joel? Is it Joel, the, the main guy? Yeah, in the first Joel's one. Yeah. Guy. Like something, somebody told me there's something to do with his storyline or something that kicks off in the very first, the first part of Last of Us Two, but they've mm-hmm. ruined it basically from what it was in the first game. If that makes sense, they like transfer over part of his story and then they just ruin something about it. Something to do with him and Ellie, but I don't know if you can, mm. don't know if that rings true or not. That's what someone told me. I can't really remember exactly what it was now. Um, I think I know what they're talking about. Because it's not really spoilers because it happens early in the game, but Ellie learns that Joel did not sacrifice her for his own selfishness. and She's mad about that. Um, but it is kind of weird and it, it just could have been done better. I don't know. It, it's just like they set such a high bar with the storytelling in the first one that this one really feels like they didn't have enough time to do some cutscenes, So they just fucking forced writing into it and, and kind of moved along with the uh, gameplay that's super fucking slow anyway um and i i realize now i also i i watched giant bombs last of a spoiler cast and to quote Vinny caravella from it the the best way the best thing that i heard a quote around this game he said it wasn't challenging narratively plus one was right so fair yeah. enough yeah yeah that's that's, that's the strongest thing yeah, it's not a bad game, but it just could have been made better, and it just does not respect the player's time. Like, I'm an mm-hmm. adult with responsibilities. I can't put 40 hours into a game and, like, <laughs> enjoy it the way you want me to, pretty much. Yeah. You know? Um. Fair enough. Man. But I bought some stuff. <laughs> yes, let's look at that. <laughs> I'll mention these real quick. Ow, just smashed my knuckle off my keyboard tray. Um... I went to a store that's probably going to be our stop pre-marathon this coming year. Uh, if more pe- if people show up and stuff, because uh, this guy is definitely a fan of Sega. But I bought Twister on Blu-ray, Ooh, <laughs> and I oh got Shadow Squad- yes! Squadron on 32x. Oh my god! Um, yes, Duh. I love that game. Have you so played much. this one, Graham? Have I? Oh really? That's I, okay. I'm, truth be told, I've only played it on an emulator because I can't really mm. seem to find it over. It's called something different in the UK. It was really hard to get oh, hold okay. of. But like everyone talks about Star Wars Arcade on the 32X. That game is way better than Star Wars Arcade. It's a like you Oh yeah. You've got more freedom to fly around and stuff. I just love it. I think it's such good it's in books as well. Look at this. Yes. Yeah, it oh. actually has the instruction manual as well. Um so otherwise I probably would not have, but I do want to mention something uh with the instruction manual. It's immediately sideways. Oh what? Like, you you lose use it like this. It's very crazy. Oh wow! Um, yeah, but what so was the creative decision for that. I I really don't know. I honestly yeah. don't know. Yeah. So um, for, for any audio listeners, yeah, the, rather than the manual that you open up left to right and the, the the text goes vertically, you have to rotate it the other way. Even though the front cover is the normal way around, which is interesting. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's fair enough. Um, but I will I will give shout outs to Sketchcraft. Um, who he said that game is the last Starfighter of the game. If you just blast the soundtrack and play it, you'll feel like you're in that movie and is 100% oh, wow. accurate because of, like, the blocky, like, poly, uh, polygonal 
black polygonal, whatever, polygonal. like the first Star Fox, you know, um, right. it looks like those kind of 3D graphics and stuff. But there's also a two player mode where one person is. Li- oh, you've cut out. Um, two uh, there, there's a two player, the two player mode, uh, one person pilots the ship. So it, that that's literally last Starfighter. Um, the movie that nobody knows about, <laughs> but, <laughs> okay. uh, but it's good stuff. Yeah. Dr. Skodnik says a good box or box with that in good conditions, a hundred plus in Australia. I believe it. Um, <clears throat> the guy basically like this trip there, my buddy Lee recommended it to me and I walked in and it, it had place had to have been uh, a, a supermarket or something. Cause it's huge. And I, I put some posters, some posters. I put some pictures on Twitter of like giant posters. They had, there's a bunch of 32 X games and this should have been like, upwards of 50 or 60 bucks but i got it for about 40 after the guy noticed my sonic tattoo and i was asking about something else and he was like i can tell you're a man of good taste something like that (laughs) and um and he does like only cash and whatever and he was i was like okay well with this and some other stuff by the atm he's like okay yeah it's right and i told him i was like well What's up? You cut out again. You keep cutting out. <laughs> um, I'm afraid to turn off the RTX, but I have a feeling that might have something with it. So let me turn. Okay, RTX is now off. Can you guys, you can probably hear the AC unit behind me, though. No. I don't hear the AC unit, but so AC far unit. you are not cutting in and out. So okay, let's, well, we'll let's try this. Try. Yeah. We'll try this for a little bit and see how it goes for the rest of the cool. show. I apologize, people. Um, but... Uh, so I like had to walk. He's like, oh, you got to use the ATM. It's a couple blocks down. I'm like, whatever. Um, so I go to the ATM and it doesn't allow withdrawals anymore. So I had to walk across the street to another ATM, pay a fee. Didn't really care because I was getting some stuff. Because also I'm casually trying to get the full 32X collection. So just the fact that I could find these stupid cardboard boxes like semi-complete. Um, I didn't care if I had to walk it two blocks more to get this game, you know. So I go back. And I was like, I was telling him this more so he could tell his customers, but I was like, yeah, the PNC, it does, it only allows deposits, not withdrawals anymore. So I had to go to West Banco and he's like, oh, I'm sorry about that. And it's pretty hot out there. So I feel bad I made you walk. So if you want, there's, see the fridge down there, just grab any soda out of there you want. I'm like, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, and he's like, you know, this is my store. If you saw, I got some Sega CD stuff back here. Um, if you want to look behind there, I only, I don't allow everybody behind the counter, but if you want to look that like everything wow. that's over 20 bucks is back here and I'm like, Oh, I'm just well, kind of doing 32 X. I don't need Sega CD and blah, blah, blah. And, and so he's ringing me out and he's like, Oh, it's all good. Uh, yada, yada. You know, um, I'll get, I won't charge anything for the Blu-ray. You just owe this much for the game. And I got some, some other stuff. And then when I left, I was like, was he hitting on me? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> with all these discounts he being and too nice to you <laughs> yeah like and he was all, oh because because my buddy lee he he told me that he's like i i actually ran into him as he was leaving the store he's like so pros and cons the guy likes to talk and but if it's your first time in there he'll give you a 10 percent. i told him, tell him i was coming to socially awkward already i'm an introvert i don't want to these people and sure he was like just so talkative and and happy. He didn't, he was very happy to trash GameStop all that he could. Um, so yeah, but it it was a pleasant visit and definitely we'll be going back there. But 
when I walked out of there at the end, I, f- I felt like I was, we were like one step from him asking for my phone number or something, <laughs> but, um, but it, it was Do still it for the discounts. Super, yeah. Yeah. Right. It was still a super positive experience. Um, my only gripe about the store is there's no price tags on anything on the floor. So you do have to ask him about the prices. Um, but so it, it, it was, it was good overall. Um, unfortunately he's a smoker. So stuff smelled bad at when I got home, but pro tip, I threw it. I threw these in a bag with a dryer sheet and left it there for a couple of days, and the smoke smell is gone. Oh. It just kind of smells mountain fresh, you know, or <laughs> something now. But... even lingered wow. on tobacco. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, so, I've still got a copy of Tomb Raider on the Saturn, and the manual smells mm-hmm. like smoke because the original owner uh, used to be a smoker, but it still smells like it. Right. It's really, it's really weird. It's uh, a rubber box. Like, Ooh. never goes away. <laughs> Yeah, I would honestly just like put a dryer sheet. Do you use dryer sheets in the UK, Graham? I don't I know don't, if that's I, a. I don't know what that is, to be honest. We might do, but uh, okay. else. When you dry your clothes, you have this thing, this like uh, cloth or whatever lint thing that you put in the dryer so it doesn't get all staticky when you're, dr- oh. you're drying your clothes. I've yeah, I'm never... holding one up. What? No. <laughs> it's a, you yeah, don't you put, put anything in there, in there when you dry it. No, when my clothes don't get clothes? staticky when I put it in the dryer. Yeah, it's it's like it's a lint reducer and it makes it smell good. Makes them smell good. Oh, um, okay. No. So I don't know. Maybe import some dryer sheets and shove them in between the the manual spaces. Yeah. Or we're being conned and it actually doesn't work. I yeah. I don't know. It works all right for these. Maybe we do. <laughs> like I can just it. never use them. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I I use it also because um I uh, I. Corey's been looking for Donkey Konga bongos for the GameCube that have shot up in price drastically. And oh. this guy had them a little bit cheaper than they go for. So I bought both pairs that he had and those things smelled and like an accessory that smells like smoke. That's not going to go away. So I, those are still in individual grocery bags with each with a dryer sheet <laughs> in there with them. Um, so yeah, wow. hadn't yellowed really. I didn't notice any yellowing of anything in the store. So that's mm. a plus. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that was it was cool. It, it was a nice place and it's it's closer than other retro shops that I've been to more recently. So I will definitely be going back and very excited to take you guys there as well. Cool. Um, do you want to give out the name of the place? Did... Or... Oh, sorry, oh yeah, I didn't even do that. that. Oh. Uh, I think it's Gamers Realm or Game Games Realm. Realm. Shit. Yeah, I can't remember it. I, I highly doubt he does shipping or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um let me see here if I can find the name from my buddy who told me about it real quick. Um, dude, dude, dude. Like he even had a lot of import stuff, like imported manga, tons of strategy guides. Ooh, um, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, my buddy took pictures and stuff. Oh, uh, Game Master's Realm. Yeah. Game Master's Realm. Ah, okay. Yeah. Oh, he also had a mask mandate through the end of this month, even though it's been lifted in PA. So I thought that was cool and respected that. So Yeah, good on him. Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, yeah. Uh and I'll mention real quick, uh Rachel and I went to Kennywood yesterday. They were doing like a wine and uh pe- par- snacks Ain't? and snacks and sips. What the fuck was it called? Pints and bites, bites and pints, snacks and sips. Um, <laughs> it, Disney does this thing where you like uh, uh, encounter different wines from different kinds of foods and stuff. And it, this is a much lazier version. This ain't no Disney. We kept saying throughout the day, but um, it was fine. And we're exhausted from walking around. 
But one thing I want to mention is when we were sitting and eating at one point, you know how uh, uh, amusement parks have like roller coasters basically going over the dining areas and, you know, just throughout the park. So you see and hear people screaming and stuff like that going on the rides. Um, it, I wish that Rachel saw this, but as someone was going around one of these loops and down this big hill, someone's weave or someone's wig fell off their head and it oh. fell down into the park. And it just, it looked like a sad jellyfish, just like kind of floating. <laughs> you know, but it was one of the best things I have ever seen. It was so, uh, it was so good. Oh, Cause like so everyone sad. that was sitting and looking around, like, did you just see, did you? Yeah. It just like slowly fluttered off this like hundred foot drop. It was great. Oh, um, yeah. Amusement parks. Am I right? Um, <laughs> I'm visualizing it right now. It, it was it was so good. I wish that I was like filming the whole day, or we were bloggers or something that we got that. Um, and then forever ago, you know, we started cleaning out my mom's garage, and we found some old stuff, some VHS tapes and whatever. Uh, I have stumbled across a box that is labeled Scott's Sonic Shelf. Ooh. So in celebration box for it. of the 30th anniversary, I thought we could go through a couple of things. Okay. We don't have to explore this entire thing. Um, but this was fun before when we when we went through old crap in my mom's house. Um, so and I sent you guys a picture like, wow, of what's in it. Um, we got so, some dad hats, some Sonic and Knuckle dad hats. That's cool. Um, I'm going to make your screen. Were you about to say online. something there, Graham? I, I just said that's cool. Awesome. Oh, I thought you were going to like describe the box or something. Uh, I, um, I could do, but <laughs> it's cardboard. I, I will go through a lot of things and maybe skip some stuff as well. Maybe I'll post pictures later. Um, this is like those old bubblegum boxes. It looks like the Genesis what? Sonic and Knuckles box. What? I don't I've know never what's seen those in before. Here. Oh, I know what's in here. These are letters to my buddy who moved away and we still kept in contact who he basically introduced me to Sonic and stuff. Oh, wow. Um, oh, yeah, so there was like bubble gum in here and stuff. Yeah, so that um, bubble gum box looks a bit like a pack of playing cards to me, but like with the sauce. Was it yeah, as big a, as the a... bubble gum? The box? There there was literally a sheet of bubble gum, I do remember. <laughs> the grossest thing in the world. Um but it looks like it's about like a little like a third bigger than a playing card box, probably, or something. Mm. Um so I didn't think about where to place all these as we go. Um the ball pit in McDonald's back in ninety three, they replaced the balls with Sonic. Balls. Oh. It's a yellow ball with him just running. So wow. when I was being like my brother and I uh, were babysat for a while um, younger and uh, by a friend of ours who also had there was a kid who was one year younger than me. Him and I still talk and hang out. Um, and then his young, little brother was the same age as my little brother. But she straight up like snagged four of these out of the playpen for all of us at one point. <laughs> understand that we take things. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. That's um, awesome. Well, okay, so there is a box. I don't know where the shoes are, but straight up Sonic and Knuckles shoes. Oh, uh, that's a cool box, actually. This is, uh, this is, um, oh. we're going to get into some stuff oh, here, God, guys. Yeah. Oh, so just yeah. For the for the audio listeners, the shoe box that Scotty is holding up is a black shoe box with bright Sega writing on the sides. And then the top of it, though, has the Sonic and Knuckles logo, but it's in black and white. It looks really cool. I've oh, never worn this tie before. And he's holding up his Sonic and you Tails tie. Wow. You will wear it's that to my wedding, beautiful. sir. I, uh, uh, Graham, uh, <laughs> maybe put this on the dog or something if there's a dog. 
Um, no, you got to wear this to like a wedding can... or something. Yeah. Or a funeral. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> oh, it's a clip-on? Oh, it's a clip-on Oh, it's 100% a clip-on. Oh. Kids can't be bothered to fucking tie ties. Are you kidding me? There we go. That's true. Um, yeah, <laughs> That's, let's see what else I, is in I here. I would genuinely Sonic wear that. <laughs> it's so small. It doesn't even go down to my fucking... I used to think that was like the normal size. I was like, it only goes up to like your belly button or something. (laughs) Not even that. Like not like sitting down. It's not even reaching my Um, Sonic wristband. This is a more recent thing. If you pre-ordered the Sonic, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog on 360, you got a statue. Um, Ah, That's like 15 15 years ago. (laughs) Yeah. So, wow. It's as old as it is new. Um, That's there. Actually, we could probably... I don't know how much the shelf is in the back. No, it's not in the background, so we'll just set him right oh, in. No, I'm afraid it'll... It's a little bit in the background next to Knuckles on the shelf. You can I pop gotcha. in uh, All right. Like, next to Knuckles, you said. Okay. Yeah. Um, throw him there. there. Uh, more bubblegum crap. Oh, uh, wow. There were definitely, like, trading cards in here at one point. Ooh. That... Oh, so... no. The gum's in there. Oh, Ew. Wow. Hold out. Do you guys see Wait, that at it all? Wait, on? <laughs> so... Let me... Is that that's meant to be like a Game Gear? By the looks of the box. Yeah, it looks yeah. like a Game Gear. That's not coming out of there. Um, oh, it's in here too. <laughs> and you this guys one can see that a little better. It's just literally planks of gum. Oh wow! It survived like twenty or thirty years. Jesus, it's like a Twinkie. Yeah. Um, I. Wow. Well, okay. So yeah, one one of those yeah, for the for the audio listeners, one of those boxes is like a very turquoisey light blue genesis controller and the other one looks like a game gear basically yeah uh, like black pretty little... cool though wow um, cool. pretty sure most of us had this the yeah. one game on a wristwatch that's cool i never we didn't have those in the uk i don't think it's like a basic I would just have a tiger you, games you would play watch. it i think there was just like left and right and jump and you'd somehow yeah. play that and destroy your wrist in the process um I also have a Sonic and Knuckles watch. I don't really know where this came from, but I have it. Yeah. Uh, this might have been out of a catalog that I got like those from as well. Yeah. Or something. Um, let's see. McDonald's toy. Uh, little like oh. TV that as it rolls, you uh, see different characters on it. And it has a Genesis cool. on the top kind of. Oh, and it cool. was something that would connect. It was like another McDonald's anniversary type toys where there was just a bunch of like each of their different types of toys and it all formed a, a train together, you know? Um, let's see. Oh, here we go. Oh, oh, little I, RC car. Yeah. It's about to say radio control, a little Sonic car thing. Wow. It's it, just like stuck to the windshield. Yeah. As he's driving too. <laughs> yeah. The, <laughs> the, 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 so uh, it stretches all the way to the other side. The, the weight there's a, there's an engine looking thing on the back. That's pop wheelies. I remember. Oh, um, okay. but it always fell off. So that's why there's masking tape all over this pitch. Um, <laughs> I wonder if it works. And then we'll go through a couple of more. We got other happy meal toys. We've mentioned those before, uh, like your streams and stuff. This, I remember Sonic is on a motorcycle and you rev them back and then you fire them off. Oh God. She was doomed. Find that. I'll find that later. These <laughs> are fucking sweet. And I'm glad that I still have them. Did you guys have, Pocket arcades? No. Oh what? shit! Um, how does this one open? Let me see here. What year did that come out? Oh, crap. I mean, I how don't know if it's open? on the back. I of don't it, even recognize. Um, I don't think I've had one. Ninety-four. It's it's basically a Tiger One game thing. Uh, Tiger Electronics, and I think this is broken. Oh wait, there it goes. Oh wow! Goes. So that pops up like that. 
Um, it looks a bit like one of those Star Trek game. sort of. Oh, this does. <laughs> yeah. Or uh, I can't even like flip open. Like I was wow. trying to do like a cool thing there. Like a clamshell um, phone. Yeah. It looks like yeah, an old school clamshell phone. I missed something those. else with candy. Some sort of Sonic. Sonic set. again. I think we had those just, in the UK. I remember having is there that. Candy was... in it? Oh no! No, there's not. But you just Spiders. literally pull his quills off. Yes. And there's candy inside. <laughs> I definitely uh, had that. Like I, I think I lost it or broke it or something. I think his arm fell That's off. That's disturbing. Yeah. All right. Let's put those in this box. So you then set this box and on behind me. Um, is that like a branded like like a Nike shoe or something, or was it like a like a just a yeah, Sonic shoe? Uh, it is by someone. Um, why doesn't it say the shoe company anywhere? I don't know who it is. Then unless it is Sega, <laughs> Sega Wait, shoe is that, company yes. on the other side, the left side. Is that an Adidas logo, or am I hallucinating? I saw saw it on as well. Other one, keep going. Oh no, that's a, just a shoe. It's a picture of a shoe. Just kidding. Yeah, it's just a shoe. I thought it was like an Adidas logo. Oh, you, I see. You, you were a yeah. size six. I see. Apparently, nice. Um, and then other, you know, Ooh, magazines. Game Pro with Sonic. him on the cover. Oh boy, Power. I remember that one. Uh, oh, this is 06, The cover on here. Um. So okay, we're getting into some crazy stuff now. This is an envelope. From Sega. Ooh, wow. That's and but it doesn't have a letter in it anymore. It has like renewal crap for comic books. Um, <laughs> Sonic Rams Extra. Look at that cool '90s font. Oh wow. Okay. So I think what was in here was just like an order form for the poster I got forever ago. You guys remember these dumb things? It's a, it's an envelope that says the sweet smell of victory. Sega hard stuff. And you pull it out of the envelope, and it's a dude's back sweat that you're scratching, sniffing. Oh, I've what? never seen that before. Never seen that before. It's like it's real fucking cool. Um, is that also it from like, like the mid '90s. Yeah, hundred percent. Oh, oh yeah, Saturn, look at this. Yeah. Look at this dude, like bug eyes. What is, that? is that? Is that we a Saturn mind? <laughs> so I don't even know what yeah. we're looking at. This looks like a weird kid. It looks like a Ren and it's Stimpy like a, style it's kid. Like a, he's like a cartoonish, tiny, tiny dude with like yeah. A, he's like holding the remote, the controller Genesis back controller. here. Yeah, it's like behind his uh, head. That's crazy. Hanging around his neck. Yeah, wow, this is what? all. Although I have played games like that in the stuff. past, where I've just been chilling out, just doing that behind my head. It does work. Yeah. Like I of remember. Course. I remember the day I was playing with like a blanket on my lap and my arms were, my hands were cold. I was like, ah, oh, I've got to play this game, but my hands are cold. Then I sort of put my hands under the blanket. I was like, I can play games without the, the controller. Amazing. Anyway, sorry. Uh, so Scotty's now holding up on those Mega cool, hits. like poster type things that have just all the different games uh, on there. Like you can also buy this game. So it's got Sonic. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's got Sonic 3D Blast yeah. on there. I can see some sort of sports games lovely stuff yeah lots of like the the greatest hits they called them the mega hits uh i have an old greeting card um the instruction manual of that rc racer um i'm sure you guys had these as kids uh one of those big old books that has a no i had a big old book like that with with sound on it yeah but not not sonic specifically you press a button the batteries are dead in this you press a button and it'll sound like something or someone like this ring button will be like the sound, like when he loses rings or something. Yeah, are you meant to um, press it at certain points book. or something? Like in the book, the temple yeah, will tell you like, to press the button or something. Whoops, that's the last page. Spoilers. Um, uh, yeah, it'll tell you, it'll have an icon on the page and you'll press it. 
Yeah, it's really pretty too. The that's artwork really is really good. Yeah, that's awesome. It's been in this box forever, so it's wow. in decent condition. Before those um, interactive books, this is what kids had. Hell yeah! No leapfrog for us losers. Trapper keeper, motherfuckers. Oh, what? A oh, is that a I had the, the, the folders too. Jeez, um, cool. Oops. I don't think there's is anything that for school. In these. Oh yeah, I was really awesome there's nothing in any of these that's a shame i was hoping we'd find some like old writings uh and then there's kind of just a lot of um magazine oh wait here's some of my art huh so what is that is what that is toilet it supposed roll to be uh, yeah i think it's a toilet roll right and it's definitely a toilet paper roll with felt <laughs> on it so it's a felt toilet roll with like knuckles designed to look like knuckles basically that's was this for yep, like an yeah. art project in class or did you like oh, yeah. I, I see a toilet roll and then i see knuckles <laughs> i also made sonic in in pottery class oh wow that's uh, his his i think this was supposed to be a mug his quills yeah. definitely fell off oh well i was never that artistically talented um it's got some notes in there i mean i i'd, I'd buy that Probably less by the toilet roll. Oh, Scotty's frozen. Man. <laughs> oh no, he's got perfect. He froze oh, from all the awesomeness. Oh, okay, and then he just pops up with body <laughs> wash. He pops up with body wash. That's brilliant. Yeah. So, so Scotty's now a holding a bath game. I've got. Oh yeah, those are cool. Do you put water in them or something to play the bath game? I think there's already water in there now. Or no, you probably there's probably there's like water a hole you in it. Fill it, but it's not there anymore. Yeah, I think I used to have something like that, but it wasn't the Sonic one. Yeah, um, I had a ring game like I that. I think we had to put water in it, so it's like... Um, I also have water the dolphins. Yeah. I also have, like, the boxes from those pocket arcade things. Uh, apparently I kept, um, so that might be worth some money. Uh, and then there's just tons of other, like, paper and wow. different magazines. Yeah. Um, novels, quote-unquote, with giant font for children. <laughs> Um, Classic. I will get one more thing out here that has a cover story for Sonic Extreme. Ooh, game players! Wow, you open up to a page of a semi-naked lady. Bro, I cut out Sonic because I made a greeting card. <laughs> oh, sorry, you froze yeah, for a second. Uh, <laughs> no, she was close. Oh, um, yeah. there was a. What is this? Oh, this is a cardboard like ad for the Nomad in here. Ooh. That you like punch out. That's cool. Ooh. But I remember the cover story to this because there was talks of Sonic's lady friends. Oh, there it is. Scotty has frozen again. But no, I oh my god. <laughs> Hi. Yeah. So th there's talk of Sonic's lady friend, and then he just froze. Lady friend that didn't show up. Is it Sally Acorn? What? It is not. It is her. Oh, um, oh god, what's that? Called? Amy in a tube top? <laughs> no, uh, um, it just stay, says to stay tuned for highlights in the animal kingdom. <laughs> uh, I thought her name was. <laughs> Oh, Tiara B. Tiara B. Wow. Tiara B. Sonic. Yeah. The signal is coming from Professor Gazebo Bubowski and his daughter Tiara B. He's Polish. Huh. Yeah. 
<laughs> um, so that's cool. There's whoa. Okay, holy shit, we got to show this off. Maybe this will be Mega Play with Knuckles on the fucking cover. Ooh, Knuckles oh, that's yeah. chaotic. Nice. Yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, I got tons of other magazines in here and stuff. Ooh, it's calling to that's me. Our, uh, oh, okay. Nope. Sorry. Take it back. This will be the last thing. Hey, where's Waldo for Sonic? Oh, that's amazing. Or it's in the so UK, where? a Where's Wally for Sonic. But there we go. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I see. So and there's cool. a lot of Sonic looking objects in there. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. And the inspiration for our name that not many people understand, but the right ones do. Sega Visions. Yes. There you go. The cover, yes. the cover is falling off of this. But just combine yeah. the two. That's brilliant. Love it. Good um, stuff, everybody. And in case you don't know, Tiara B's actual last name is Tiara Bubowski. There we go. Yeah. Bubowski? Yeah, Bubowski. <laughs> so. Boobaloobaloobies. Yeah. Okay, awesome. So, um, I guess. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's, oh, that's quick... all me, everybody. Oh, wow. So, so what's, what's that? What are you holding up there? Sonic Shoes Beat Blues? Is that, is that. Yeah, he lost them. Oh, it's not like an audio thing. Sonic's shoes blues. I, I thought it was like yeah. a vinyl you had there or something, like Sonic Sings. Yeah, no. I they just like yeah. gave him a soundtrack. <laughs> no, he lost his shoes. He can't find them. He's an idiot. Oh, no, he's walking around. Oh, no. He's, That's he's got the first time I, I guess it was documented that he didn't have his shoes on. Jeez. Maybe. Whew. He's got socks on, though, you weirdos. Don't worry. <laughs> cool. That's um, me, everybody. That's wow. awesome. I will go through my stuff very quickly one thing is i'm just going to say this to anyone who's into marvel and stuff i'd i'd say watch the loki um, tv show if you have not seen it yet because yeah i i think it's i'm enjoying it way more than i did uh falcon and winter soldier and i oh yeah personally i'm also enjoying it more than one division even though i did love one division uh so have you guys have you, have you seen loki really? yet? No, not yet. I just be it was that burnout of, of everything. Like I tried the sure. TV shows, and I'm like, I don't know if I want another Marvel TV show. I know, I know what you mean. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I'm caught up with it. I'm, I've been watching it. Okay, what, what is, what are your thoughts? Are you enjoying it, or are you? Uh, it's definitely more interesting than Captain Falcon, or damn it, <laughs> Falcon Based, Soldier. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Captain Falcon. <laughs> Captain yeah. Falcon. <laughs> show me your boobs i'll be right Um, back (laughs) sure that one was very by the numbers but loki loki is fun uh loki involves time travel and crazy thing or sort of i guess it does yeah there's no spoilers to that Hmm. um i think i tom hiddleston's a great actor though so he's he's more fun to watch and it's um it's time travel so they can do what the fuck ever they want yeah Uh, yeah i'm I'm liking it though it's weird that they decided to because I sometimes forget about it rather so you than cut- Friday's. Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah, that's true, yeah. yeah. I forget about it as well. Um, that, yeah, because I think when the, the first series was like, oh, I thought it was coming out on Friday, and it's like, nope. So, yeah. Um, I, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm really enjoying it so far. Uh, no spoilers or anything, but, yeah. Good good stuff. I'm liking most, most pretty much all the characters I enjoy as well. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. They, haven't, they haven't overloaded it with extra characters. Mm-hmm. I, I felt like Falcon and Winter oh, Soldier yeah. really had too many members of the cast. Yeah. Um, there, there weren't, yeah. 
definitely yeah in that one they had too many reoccurring characters so it's almost like who, who's this person again like the pop up in the first episode oh. then the last episode did like yeah i don't know who this person is anymore but yes yeah, so far they've right. they've done a good job introducing characters the story i've just found the story interesting fascinating to me like it's fun to watch the action's good comedy's very good in that i think that's the thing falcon and winter soldier wasn't really didn't really have much humor in it i know it's maybe not meant to be a humorous no. comedy show but i think like it was a bro it. bro buddy time yeah even then it wasn't a very good version oh anyway enough of that so yeah loki watch loki if, even if you're burnt out maybe loki will cheer you back up again for the marvel stuff but definitely yeah. enjoying it and a little bit like what you've done uh i pop back to my parents house so i actually mentioned this a few weeks ago then i left some stuff at my parents house by mistake but you may notice something different behind me scotty uh shirts and you're in the matrix now <laughs> do you reckon do you notice some sort of posterage behind me whoa is that sonic racing it is sonic all-star racing that is sonic all Star. like Ooh, are there like three posters there? There's actually two posters. <laughs> um, so yeah, okay. it's a it's a Sonic and Sega All Stars racing poster. Was two two of them mm-hmm. there? One of them is was given to me by I think someone at Sega. The top, which is the top so, sort of top smaller one. Then the one underneath okay. is actually from a store I used to work at. And the top oh, okay. the top poster is overlaying a massive pink sticker thing, which isn't a sticker, it's printed on the poster. And it basically says like uh, buy an Xbox three sixty and get a free game. But it doesn't mention yeah. free game, but then underneath it's just got this massive Sonic and All Stars Racing thing. But yeah, um okay. I found those. I was like, ooh, I also got a House of the Dead Overkill poster, which was given to me Whoa. also by I think someone at Sega. But it's in so these these two are a little bit crinkled. You can probably see from like how they are looking on the wall. So I just sort of stuck them mm-hmm. on the wall because I was like, meh. The house did overkill post is in perfect condition. So I kind of want to try and get a proper mm-hmm. frame for it and then stick it on the wall. Oh yeah, it's such a good poster. I'm like, oh my god, I need to get this on the wall somehow. So yeah, I need to find the poster and put it up there. But yeah, I've taken down a load. Had some um, some Marvel and some Star Wars uh, posters up there before, so I've taken those down and replaced them. But I'm gonna hopefully put more cool. Sagery stuff behind me. Yeah, um, gotcha. and then yeah, also, um, which is quite fitting because I found some Sonic T-shirts. So um, the bottom one is a Sonic Riders T-shirt. The next one up is the oh, Sonic okay. Riders Zero Gravity T-shirt, and then the top one is just like a Sonic with a kind of. Uh, well, I like that. Skull and cross. Actually, I'll pick them up. Also, I'm wearing Jolly Roger. Yes, Jolly Roger. I'm also wearing this retro Sonic t-shirt as well. With a, I feel left out now. I think I'm going to go switch to my Sonic shirt. I think you should. Do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm wearing one that I got back in '94. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So yeah, this I'll show is you the back of mine in a second. Uh, I don't remember that. When was yeah. he a pirate? I don't know. I don't even. I don't even know. I don't think this is based on any game. It's just a cool kind of. Skull and Crossbones kind of pirate Sonic t-shirt? There was also, uh, it was a fan-made thing, but the um, someone did the, the classic him standing and waving his finger, but it was entirely a skeleton that Ooh, looked really cool. Yeah, was... uh, it's not an official piece at all, but some fan did. I never got the shirt, unfortunately. I yeah. found out about it long after the fact, but that, that it reminded me of that. And this is my Zero Riders Gravi- Zero Gravity Sonic okay. Riders Zero Gravity t-shirt, which is kind of 
a bluish logo looks a bit like one of the boards but it's got sonic picture and zero gravity on it which is actually this one of those t-shirts if you don't want to look like a massive geek out out and about you can kind of wear this t-shirt i found around because people just sort of see zero gravity um oh bentley jones wore the skull sonic uh the music video wow okay cool did I know who Bentley Jones is? So he he did some of the he's he's known for singing some of the Sonic songs. Um, he's appeared at Summer of Sonic a few times. Um, I've been lucky enough to actually meet him and stuff a few times. Um, okay. He also goes by a different name sometimes. Oh God, I've forgotten it is now. But Bentley Jones is what he's most I think is a stage name. And I'm trying to think what I don't know if he's actually done any official songs on Sonic games, but he's known for singing them. Um, maybe I have to Google that in a minute. Uh, Lee Broverton, that's where I used to go by. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Dr. Scott Nick. See, Dr. Scott Nick's on Pulse. Love it. Yeah. Um, and very quickly, this is the other one, which I actually really like this one. It's kind of a cool Sonic basically riding one of his zero... Uh, sorry, blah, blah. Sonic riding Street one of his... gear. <laughs> Sonic riding one of his Sonic Riders boards, and it's kind of like three three outlines of him at the same time which and on the back it's got a sonic riders logo mm-hmm. there we go yeah so nice 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 it's rearranged easily uh i own two sonic shirts and i'm wearing one of them and have the other one hanging just a silhouette on the left chest of sonic and knuckles and i gotta show you guys the back because it is dumb um okay. but it is very 90s um hopefully this will pick up it's a tiny boy uh but it says shit i don't know if this is gonna work can you read that oh wow sag of fun second to none yeah yes, sonic, sonic two knuckles <laughs> second to none mm. oh very, nice. okay, yeah oh very quickly dr scott nick um just said that um bentley jones did dreams of an absolution from sonic 06 which is probably one of the biggest songs from that and the nice. Sonic and Sega All-Stars racing theme as well. So thank you very much for that. Thank you for reminding us. Um, brilliant. This, like fine tea, this fine tea is from a Jackbox TKO match. <laughs> oh, my God. It says nothing even matters, and it has it a poorly weird. drawn Sonic with boots almost catching a ring. <laughs> Wait, they, they were, you were able to print out your Jackbox creation? Yep. Any TKO shirts, you get the HTML link, and you can get the shirts made. So this is... Um, something yeah i wore this at magfest once and uh, a girl actually started talking to me when i was in line to get she's like i like your depressing sonic shirt (laughs) i'm just like uh okay (laughs) that's nothing obviously nothing came of that but i should have been like there's plenty more depression where that came from oh yeah (laughs) man i mean i guess it isn't an optimistic message on there (laughs) no it's just funny i thought it was sad and hilarious so that's why i got it printed yeah. but did you win with your tko match that was not i didn't anytime i play tko with my irl friend i am never it, there's always sonic within those things uh jackbox you make designs in one of their mini games where you can actually turn it into shirts somehow sonic pictures always make it in there but i'm never the one never me uh it's never the Sonic fan. It's it's kind of funnier that it works that way. So mm-hmm. maybe uh, people appealing to the Sonic fan. That's why they're drawing them. Maybe, something maybe. like that. Maybe. Um, yeah, I actually do have a lot more Sonic t-shirts around and about, but these are the four that I found at my parents' house. I've completely forgotten about. Um, but yeah, you might have seen some on the on the show before that I wore 
But that's it. That's it for me from this. So, right, that's our week. Well, that's, yeah. that's, uh, that's an epic week we, we all seem to have had. So we're now going to go on to Scotty Moe's Mail Sack of Wonder. Here it is where you ask us stuff and we answer it. Hooray. I'm back. Yes. So, Scotty. And we're back away. for the Mail Sack. <laughs> Lovely okay. stuff. Cool. But that picked up crystal clear. You can ask us questions, everybody, in Discord by joining that, and also on Twitter and sometimes Instagram. <clears throat> we just ask for general Sonic feedback, stories, favorite games, favorite moment, first time you played it, whatever. So we got Nicholas Schaefer in the Discord said, So, back in 1994, I won Sonic the Hedgehog 3 from a contest at a fast food restaurant. I was so excited and asked my parents for a system. They told me they couldn't afford it now, but... Maybe someday. Sorry, I shouldn't have drank water right before this. So, I would read the manual over and over and one dream about playing Sonic for the next four and a half years when I saw a Genesis at a yard sale for $20 with five games including Sonic 2. Ooh. Um, wow. That's pretty cool. I can definitely relate to like when you buy a game. Maybe you're out with your parents as a kid and you end up getting a game and it's going to be a while before you play it. So, I would just read the manual over and uh, that's I've done that. Yeah, I've done that. Yeah. I, got, I got a Mega Drive game on holiday once, and it was like got it at the start of the holiday, so it's still like a week and a half left. And I was just like, I want to go home and play, but clearly, yeah, oh yeah, re- read the manual. Like, oh, I can do this in the game. I can do this in the game. Yay! That's when manuals were fun and not just epilepsy yeah. games and stuff. <laughs> and existed, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then on Twitter, at Ali Kenobi says <clears throat> in Sonic the comic. When they did the Sonic Adventure story and explained Sonic's green eyes coming from the emeralds, why did the other Freedom Fighters' eyes change and have colored iris also with no explanation? Uh, I don't know. I haven't. That's that's your neck of the woods, Graham. Sonic the comic by Fleetway and, and whoever did that before. What? Why would you think that? I've literally never read a Sonic the comic book in my life. Because it's, it's, it's based in the UK. That <laughs> <Okay>. one is. <laughs> I've yeah. never read a Sonic comic book in my life, basically. Uh, I've well, read one, maybe, some point, but yeah. Um, I actually read yeah. quite a bit in between like 2001 <laughs> and 2003, and then I kind of stopped. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sort of I never really got into them, but the art sort of, sort of turned me off, uh, and I was just diehard Archie all the way. Um, and then uh, they also say best Sonic game is Sonic 3 Complete. First one I played outside the Tiger handheld one was mm. Sonic 1 on the Master System 2. Damn. And yeah. That's good. Uh, so the Tiger handheld is like the things I was holding up before. Um, yeah. And then the last Twitter comment here by at Alex F. Krause. Um, my eyes with a drop of blood next to it because I used a super colorful crazy um old school official sonic art where sonic's like going down an escalator in a mall that's just pink and yellow and nuts with sonic uh, tails and knuckles running around too and graham's holding up the handheld of the first sonic game the tiger electronics handheld thing we have no batteries yeah there we go hell no those things are getting sold again like officially through gamestop so i don't understand why oh yes um you could probably get some money for that i could probably get some money for that shit box too um <laughs> well, this has got some right on instagram sorry it's got someone it's got someone's name and looks like a phone number on the back but it's kind of worn out i got this second hand call it now 
Tess, car in real time. Tessa someone, and then I can't really read the numbers, though, but it ends in 0505, their phone number, so... We're not, we're not going to call them. <laughs> okay, is that Tessa? <laughs> this is your future. Tessa, you're here. We're, we've got Tessa live on the other end, <laughs> on the, in the field. Um, and then in Instagram, we, have, we actually do have a question by Axsen underscore... What's an aspect of Sonic that is missing today that you missed? For me, it's the admittedly cheesy but fun action-adventure writing that never took itself too seriously, but still was enough to get me sufficiently invested. Like in Sonic Adventures, uh, in Sonic Adventure games, Heroes, or Sonic Riders. Okay. Um, yeah, like the 16-bit era, they, there was no story other than Robotnik's being a jerk. Sonic's gotta stop him. Mm. Um, and, uh, like, the most story that they had, I remember uh, Corey and I streamed Sonic 3 and Knuckles the other night during the week, actually on Sonic's birthday on the 23rd. And we, I, I pointed that out, like, the beginning of Sonic 3, he's supersonic, and Tails is flying on the tornado, and he, like, jumps off the tornado and just flies across the water, and then, boom, runs into Knuckles and loses the Chaos Emerald, so they gotta get him. That's the first time there was, like, really legit story in the 16-bit games. Mm, uh, yeah. Well, they mentioned Sonic Adventure games. I felt like they those were the games that started having some kind of like actual story in it. Personally, wow. I felt like maybe they were trying to start taking themselves seriously. With like the with think... the uh, Maria stuff, like that wasn't exactly oh god lighthearted. <laughs> you know, right? Yeah, I think for me the thing that I'm missing kind of this is more from the Sonic Adventure. Actually, there's only been two games I've done this, but I'm missing it anyway. Um, it's the sort of hub world experience, which I loved in Sonic Adventure for a 3D Sonic game. Um, you know, I like that. Yeah, running yeah. around, finding the levels, doing little puzzles between the levels and stuff, just finding out, you know, hidden secrets and things like that. I just, I, I just love that, personally. That's what I hope is in Sonic Rangers, which might that's, be. That's what I I'm we'll hoping see. as well. I think that it's been hinted that could be what it is by someone who leaks it, but... We'll Every other out. game right now is open world just because it can be. So most likely yeah. mm. uh, Sonic Unleashed, I guess, had it as well. I didn't play barely any of that game, but I think there's sort of like you have to run around areas and, and uh, oh, go God, in between be. places to get I, to different levels. I've tried my hardest. Oh, and Sonic go 6. Yeah, oh, yeah, Sonic because I hit 6 as well. Yeah, that continued it. But yeah, when they removed it for Sonic Adventure 2, there. I was like, Ugh. I didn't like when they you removed it for Sonic die in the Sonic 06 hub world. I remember that, too. That's... Great. Um, I was going to say, yeah, Sonic Sonic Unleashed. I can't, I tried my best to forget that game because I did not enjoy it. Um, So yeah, I can't remember what, if there is a hub world in that now. But anyway. I uh, don't remember. Martin, was there anything that you you feel like you missed from old Sonic games or? I mean, I I just, like the ones that obviously kind of stick in my mind the most were... Basically, Sonic the Hedgehog 1 and 2, and then Sonic Adventure 1 and 2. So, like, the introduction to, like, uh, like a truly 3D, like, Sonic game, uh, I, I just, I don't know. I did like the hub aspect of it. Um, and, yeah, like, I just felt like, a, like, not too many gimmicks, like, you know, the Unleashed stuff and all that. They just kind of tacked on. It was just kind of like the characters... And the levels, and you know, you yeah. get. I, that's the other thing I like. You know, um, uh, changing between all the characters and all that kind of stuff, I really enjoyed. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think that th- those would be the things for me. Would be like okay. the hub and all that stuff. 
So. Actually, there's one other thing that I've forgotten, which I'd love to see return. Which I don't know if how it would work exactly, which is from the original games, which is more along the lines of multiple paths and levels you can really explore. Because Sonic was one of those games that back in the day, if you played it in different ways, you could actually go different routes. You could get different you know, pickups and stuff, or you could find hidden things on the levels, which the modern games don't really have anymore. You mostly go along one straight path. There might be a slight veer off at certain points, but you don't really get to explore the levels anymore because yeah. you basically are forced to keep going forward and grinding on rails and stuff like yeah. that. So that's what I'd like to see return, basically. More ex- exploration. They had that yeah, in Mania. It? They amped up the Green Hill Zone. They had different routes you could go. Yeah, Mania's, Mania's one of those exceptions, I guess, because it's back to the 2D routes. Yeah. They could kind of do that. But for the 3D games, I haven't really... Done I think Adventure had a little bit of that, but not too much. Has there been a Chow Garden after Adventure 2? I might be being uh, ignorant. I don't remember if there was a Chow Garden in any other ones. No. Recently. If not, then I do like that concept. Just hmm. obviously flesh it out a bit more. But like I, I remember spending a lot of time in those uh, with my brother. And we actually used the VMU thing where you like take another VMU, connect it. Like I, I had a friend who was like as equally invested in Sonic I think my peak interest was like 2000 to 2003. And we went to Hell like yeah. the, the open park or our local park and we brought our VMUs. I lost like the cap on the VMU thing. It, it was oh, just like yeah. completely gone. Oh, yeah. No one has those <laughs> anymore, surely. Yeah, those, those <laughs> like, are like see through black. Those are like boxes uh, for Game Boy Advance games. You don't keep those things. They're gone immediately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just but we did that and then we connected to each other. It, it was uh I don't remember if we were fighting or mating or what. <laughs> it's all a blur. Uh, but, but it was to be clear fun. the Chows, not yeah. Martin and his friend. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say that. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, we would totally, uh, I, I mentioned my friend Ben, who um, my brother and I were like babysat by his mom, uh, who had kids our age and stuff, who got the save those balls for us. Eh. Um, but <laughs> that was like, they, they were like our Dreamcast buddies because the four player stuff that was where we played the four player dreamcast games but we both had our vmus and um his mom was more strict about getting us to play outside but we totally just bring our vmus and like do the chow battles and chow adventure backyard and stuff and so got pull the wool over their eyes (laughs) we're playing outside mom yeah yeah nice wow That would be cool to bring back, though. I really like the open world stuff. And maybe, I mean, Sonic Mania did bring um, and it's hard for most games to do these anymore. Bonus levels. You don't really see bonus levels in games. True. Yeah. That was like a staple of Sonic. That was like a big thing. Like, what would the next next special stage be in the next one and stuff? Yeah, because... I, mean, I don't know what they would do now. Yeah, because the, the thing is, each each oh. iteration on the Mega Drive or Genesis was like an, an advancement on what could be done at the time. Because I remember Sonic the Hedgehog right. 1, the rotating maze levels was something that couldn't be done before in any system. That was one of the things that that's why they did it. And then Sonic 2, they managed to get the programming better. And it's almost like the 3D half pipe thing. Like, what? Yeah. And then you got like the, the sphere and Sonic and Knuckles and stuff like that, where you're running around the sort of the little globe. And yeah blew people's minds back in the day yeah I, I take it back sort of they did have that in lost world but that was legitimately some of the worst anything i've experienced in the 3ds version of lost world because you would use the gyroscope to oh. um move sonic around bonus level so you, i i remember this vividly because that game um but like i was in a recliner like in a reclining chair and i was like literally upside down 
playing this <laughs> stupid bonus level because you could not move unless you move the DS oh, around. It's so dumb. Uh, I try to remember what the because I've been playing Sonic Lost World on the PC quite recently, and now I can't remember what the bonus levels are like on that one because I think it's it's different to the 3DS one. I've literally forgotten. Um, my memory's just gone. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, Nick Schaefer actually added to the Discord as we were answering yeah. the his favorite memory of Sonic was buying my Sonic Bundle Dreamcast on January 31st, 2001. Me and my buddies played it for 48 hours straight, taking turns napping. The things wow. we played the most were Sonic Adventure 2 demo. That night, I got in a huge argument saying I couldn't be trusted with my money because Oh, what, what? I didn't care. <laughs> so that you cut out this because you said couldn't be trusted with his money. Uh, Wasn't being trusted with his money, and then it came back to I didn't care. Um, yeah, they said the night I got in a huge argument um, after the forty-eight hours. I guess that night I got in a huge argument saying I couldn't be trusted with my money because it was all. <laughs> uh, I didn't care. Okay, I'll, I'll read it out. It was all over the news that the Dreamcast was done. I didn't care. So you cut out again, Scotty. Just as the as the key moment. <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know what's going on with my microphone. I really don't. This is I guess it's not the program. Now. That's weird. Nope. Yeah. So I will weird. put RTX back on after I've. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, and they do have a question. Ask for a question. What is your favorite part of Sonic outside the games? Ooh, that's a good one. All the crap we're wearing right now. Um, Crush yeah. forty. Oh, Crush forty is amazing. Yeah. The, mu- the music. I think the music. To- yeah, music definitely. Just yes, just straight up Sonic OSTs. Yeah, yeah. I remember I was I was like a big fan of going into like the menu on Sonic Adventure and just like listening to all their theme songs and all that kind of shit. Like I really enjoyed. Yeah, and um, yeah. I always had uh, Sonic. I owned Sonic CD. I played Sonic CD on PC and beat it on PC. Horrible experience. Don't use a keyboard. Um, but I owned it because it's rental shop was going out of business and they had sonic cd for sega cd and i bought it not having a sega cd i got a sega cd literally three years ago so but i always put sonic cd knight sonic r like in my walkman and just those were like on rotation so yeah 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 and even some of the the bad sonic games still have great soundtracks like my worst Sonic games actually got one of my favorite songs in it so yeah great stuff which which we'll talk yep. about, about later, I think. Um, yeah, that's tonight. actually a good. Uh, that's sort of a good transition. I don't think we have questions. I'm double checking, and I don't see anything else here, so we should be good to go and leave the mail sack. Oh, that barely mail sack. <laughs> Brilliant. Beautiful. You hit that note. So yeah, I that did. that brings us on to our feature topic. So let's uh, roll in with the intro. I got it. So, yes, we are going into our feature topic, which is more about Sonic and the fact that Sonic has turned 30. So unless you've been living under a rock for the last week or so and haven't had internet access or whatever, you should probably know that last Wednesday, the 23rd of June 2021, marked Sonic the Hedgehog's 30th anniversary. Woohoo! Again, I should have had party poppers to spire off buddy. he was born the same year as i was folks Ooh. oh my god you are younger than you are <laughs> really are you really that young compared to chris and i jesus christ yeah i'm uh, turning 30 in november actually well, that's painful so we have this anniversary yeah yeah yeah, yeah we bad <laughs> chris, said he's, chris said he's turning 40 in december 
Good God. I was like, uh, yeah, we're like nine years apart. Yeah, I'm, I'm as old as my oldest half brother. I'm lucky still a few years off 40, so... <laughs> um, See, you're not that much older. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, anyway. So, um, if you don't know much about Sonic, I'll just do a very quick history of, of them. So, if you don't know, the first Sonic the Hedgehog game was originally released in North America in June 1991, June 23rd. Uh, and it was then later released in the PAL and J- Japanese regions in July of the same year, so July 1991, so just a month later. And if you don't know about it, development for the game began back in 1990 when Sega ordered its developers to create a game featuring a mascot for the company because they realized at the time they needed a, a stronger mascot than Alex the Kid. So they wanted to, yeah, see what could be done. And after considering a number of suggestions and designs, the developers decided to go on a blue hedgehog designed by uh, Naoto Oshima. Um, so, yeah, and the the sort of the daddy of sonic as most people know him as yuji naka he actually helped develop the gameplay style so sonic's novel gameplay style which allows him to roll along curved scenery originated from a tech demo that yuji naka had created at the time so it fit very perfectly with uh, naoto oshima's designs and basically that's kind of how sonic was born and if you don't know, the music for the first, I think it's the first two games, Sonic 1 and Sonic 2, was composed entirely by Masato Nakamura, uh, who is the songwriter for the Japanese pop band Dreams Come True, who are still active today, which is fantastic. And oh. if you, I'm going to skip past many, many decades. If you bring us up to modern times, um, a little fact I found out, well, came out last year. And uh, according to uh, the 2020 Sega Sammy financial report, Sonic the Hedgehog games, the franchise of games, including re-releases and the free-to-play titles on like mobile phones, has sold over 1.14 billion copies to date. Billion. billion. That's <laughs> um, a shit ton of that games. That is a lot. And so that's probably increased even more over the last year. And so that's a huge amount. And yeah, so even though people say, oh, Sonic's not as good as it used to be, the franchise is still going very strong, that sounds good. So Money that's talks. incredible. Wow. Yes. Um, so as we're going into this feature, we're going to have a few discussions about Sonic the Hedgehog. So I'm just going to open up some questions and stuff. And later on in the show, as we mentioned at the very start, there is a chance for the uh, viewers and listeners to win some Sonic the Hedgehog 30th anniversary goodies. But yeah, stay tuned for that. But I'm actually going to do some fun stuff with you two guys. So Martin and Scotty, I'm going to throw out some trivia questions for you. And cool. I'd like, I'd like for you to answer these questions. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be almost like a, the first person to answer. The, the, so oh, buzz, buzz in basically <laughs> and give me the answer and we'll see who gets Should the Should I just points. yell it out or I say buzz or whatever? What's ding, the, badong. Ding. Okay. Scotty's got a badong. Martin's got a buzz or whatever. So uh, I'll say ding. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring up this, the music that I have, little bed music. There we go for this. And I'm going to ask you I don't the think first we can hear question. It. You can't hear it, but I, th- I believe the audience okay. can. So, <clears throat> what is the name of the second game that Sonic the Hedgehog appeared in? Sonic the Hedgehog 2, ding. You're incorrect, sir. Scotty, over oh. to you. Oh, You're no. frozen out. Uh, well, I, uh, I... I... Shit, I'm not going to... Mm. I'm going to say that it was maybe 
art, some sort of artsy game on the Genesis. Like, artists, like, uh, dr draw your shit, kids. That's what uh, it's called by Sega. Yeah. Sonic no. Game Gear. No, you're both wrong. I'm just going to have to give the answer out. I'm sorry, guys. Ah, here we go. Dr. Scottnik, you are correct. It's Sonic the Hedgehog 1 on the Mega Drive or Genesis. is the second game Wait. that Sonic appeared in. Sonic the Hedgehog, including ports and everything. Sonic the Hedgehog, no, that's still the the, the the Genesis release of Sonic the Hedgehog one is the second game he appeared in because he actually appeared as a car ornament in the arcade racer Radmobile in February of 1991. So four months before count. the release, it does. <laughs> I said, what's the what's the name of the game that he second game he appeared in? So he appeared. Oh, well, I guess appeared. Okay. <laughs> so, I, think I need to I need to tighten my thinking cap then. Yeah. <laughs> These are all off the cuff, like sort of slightly tricky questions, uh, little factors that people don't know about. But there you go. So Sonic the Hedgehog oh, 1 was actually the second game Sonic the Hedgehog appeared in. There we go. And in fact, I've got a, I can share on the screen. If I do a little screen share, let's do some screen share stuff. Um, let me, this is going to be fun. Can we bring this up? Uh, yeah, he's the hood, or not the hood ornament. He is dangling from the. Yes. Where? Wow. Your mirror. I yeah. can get a slightly better. There you go. It's more centered there. Nice. So yeah, you can see him there, just like hanging around, as it were. There he is. Brilliant. But with that, that's a pretty actually, good looking dashboard for a game that old. Yeah, it is. This I so if you don't know, Radmobile was actually on the Astro City Arcade, which I'm holding here, and it's oh, nice. my favorite game on here so far. I've I've actually played it quite a lot. It's it's kind of got like an outrunny vibe to it, but it's in you're within the car, so you're sort of driving from the dashboard camera. Uh, it's not quite the same as Outrun, but it's got that vibe to it. And it looks really good for its age. It's fantastic. That's I was using that controller the other day, and I do really like the feel of it, Graham. I know you got yeah, one of these too. But... I do indeed. What were we using it on? What, what system? Uh, when I was playing Sonic 3, because we had to parsec it, so I was playing it through Steam uh, and stuff, so I used it on my PC. Okay. Well, that's cool. So, uh, so Dr. Skarnick, one point for you. <laughs> Dr. Skarnick, one point. Yeah, that's, uh, actually, I should have... Damn it, I should have done the bell sound. Which is three-way race now. Yeah. Okay, so with that, let's move on to um, recently in the last week. Was it? When was it? Was it, oh, it was actually on his birthday, 23rd of June. Sega actually um, did a Sonic the Hedgehog Symphony Orchestra live event on YouTube. And Scotty, I know that you watched this live at the time. Martin and Loved I have it. since watched it afterwards. We've watched it. like It's available on YouTube right now. In fact, our... Go on the screen share. I'll have it playing in the background. So yeah, Scotty, do you want to? I know you want to talk about this. So, what we, oh, Scotty, yeah. ducks under the table. Phone in. <laughs> no, I was plugging my phone in. It's batteries dying. Um, man, this was fun to watch. This was fun to watch live, also because a lot of people were watching it, and we were just being like, "Holy shit, they're doing this! They're playing that! They're playing this!" Um, I was most excited about this because, like, there's been so many symphonic. Uh, renditions of JRPG music and like more like Metal Gear Solid and mm -hmm. other stuff. And that's like gone on tours in the States and stuff that it's like, yeah, that music's kind of already done by an old. Uh, so it's not as, I don't know, different, not as much of a different take. So it was cool to see, you know, 8 bit, 16 bit and like butt rock turned into symphonic stuff. <laughs> that was really neat. Um, I, I was just blown away left and right because the the fact that they did Game Gear games, they had a Game Gear medley, and then even within that, they did Tales Adventure. I was like, oh my gosh! Um, like they remember the games they made. Uh, <laughs> and the uh, when Sonic R popped up, I was like, yes! 
and then Sonic the Hedgehog into Dreams. I am a huge Knights fan. I'm a huge Christmas Knights fan. Sonic in 3D was the first time... Sonic was in 3D for the first time in the Christmas Nights demo. So it was like, oh my god, they're acknowledging things exist. You know, and Sega, we always scream at Sega to like, bring back old IPs, acknowledge your old crap, and this and Oh god, Scotty, uh, you're cutting out like a, a crazy man. Uh, the um, It was just so great to see all these references, and mm. the production value was really solid. Uh, between like the intermission with the Chow Garden on, that was really fun, and the um, they broke it up and then did like full rock band stuff afterwards, but also incorporated the orchestra a little bit with songs. Uh, I was introduced to Nate wants to battle through this, or Nate, I forget his last name now, but he is a, a voice actor. Um, I really liked uh his vocals over top of some of this stuff. Um. The Crush 40 stuff was cool. Not a huge Crush 40 fan, but they really fit uh, the music for the Sonic games, the 3D stuff. And I I facepalmed at the same time, but I was smiling when they did the last thing of choose your story between Hero and Dark <laughs> and had Johnny, Geo, Johnny G, we'll say, from um, Crush 40 in there. Uh, man, I wrote about this on the Megavision site, though. You, But... It was great. It was just so much fun seeing all this stuff. Yeah. Was he coming in from like a, a Zoom call and then the band was like in Japan? I'm assuming. Yeah, I, I yeah, I'm sure. I don't know how live this was really. Just, you know. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure it wasn't entirely live. Maybe the orchestra bit was, but the, the bits at the end with the rock, uh, the rock music and stuff definitely wasn't. But I believe, um, yeah, because he's, he's based in America, um, Johnny, and the rest of the band is based in Japan. I believe, you know, due to travel restrictions, they probably had to do it that way. So, yeah, like he's in like a recording studio in the bottom corner of the screen and singing along. Really good. Didn't quite fit in that circle. But but he still had just as much as charisma, just as much picture in picture box as he would on stage, which is Rachel got home from work as he was singing. And he's like doing this thing with his ears and like pointing to what would be the crowd to (laughs) stuff. I'm like, this is. I, like when I heard first heard that voice, I just didn't think it would come out of like a person like that. I don't know. It just felt so. I don't know. It was like a like a it was like a rock sounding voice. I don't know. Like it, it was it was it was weird. Like when I never saw him uh, on the screen before, um, and he could still pull it off. Like he sounds like like what he sounded like, uh, you know, on Sonic Adventure and all those other mm-hmm. you know theme songs that he that they they wrote for. Yeah, uh, and that was like probably my my favorite section. Um, and then the Sonic Colors, uh, that that other band. I don't know if you guys have a better insight on that, but did they create the songs for Sonic Colors, like the, the theme song, the particular section? It, it was by Cash Cash originally, which is like a house rock band. They do have they have their sound is like more club rock and some instruments, but like synth based stuff. So it was cool to hear an actual a full not actual, but like electric or acoustic instruments play that i'm not a huge fan of cash cash so it was nice to hear a better version of that song in my opinion and yeah the, i think what what's it say you said nate something he nate did wants uh, to battle is what he goes by escape. like oh, his it. music name and his uh twitter handle and stuff yeah yeah i didn't know of him as like a youtuber and all that kind of, kind of stuff so i didn't know what his um fame was but i think he did a great job um 
singing. It was City Escape. Um, uh, I, 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 I thought he did like the original. Thing. Yeah, yeah. I think he did a great job with that. Yeah, awesome. I w- so I will say, here's the thing. This is the one moment in my life where I've actually considered getting YouTube Premium because I watched it um, after the facts, so I didn't watch it live. And this had so many adverts in it that it drove me nuts. So they had lots of little pop-up banners at the bottom, which was just... They're just annoying a little bit. They didn't really interrupt it, but they had also had lots of video adverts throughout. And it wasn't like they'd come to an end of a song and then the advert would appear, which would have been kind of okay. It would be literally halfway through a song, a video advert would pop up and just completely ruin it. It just takes you out. It was just like, oh, so I, so just so you know, you know, this is a good hour and 50 minutes long. It's an hour and 47 minutes. Really good stuff they've done. So I really wanted to watch it from start to finish. I didn't want to skip it. So yeah, just um, I was going nuts because easily within that time there was about twenty adverts. Not even joking. And there's one which I there's one really ironic advert that popped up at the time, which I am just going to I'm just going to change things around and bring it up so that you guys can see exactly what I'm talking about. Um, sorry, just bring it back on this screen. That's all right. They also, I mean, the Zoom calls and stuff and all that. Uh, they had to do this. St- there's no way most of this was live, but adequately so, because there's no way an orchestra would be able to keep time with a rock band like over the internet. So <laughs> lag delay. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it, I, and it didn't have to be live, you know, like the performance itself, right. like even if it was filmed like a, a week ago or whatever, was they did, they did a fantastic job. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I love it. Like I went to a video game symphony in like 06. 05 or 06, something like that. They were playing, like, just like you said, it's normally like an assortment of video game uh, songs. And they actually did play uh, the Sonic the Hedgehog. I think it was Green Hell Zone. Um, and then each, there was like, it was a set list of like, each game had like one or two. And mm-hmm. I, I think that those were fun. But to have an actual whole symphony of Sonic songs, because I think one of the highlights of the Sonic franchise is is the music. Um, yeah. 2D, 3D, whatever. Like, I think music is definitely the highlight for Sonic games, and it elevates the levels. Yeah. Um, um, I, I just think they did amazing. So, so I'm just going to quickly show you. I actually took a screenshot of this advert because I thought it was so funny and ironic. Here we go. So, one of the adverts that popped up, if you can see that, is an advert for Total Adblock. Remove annoying ads. And I was like, that's just perfect. That's the perfect advert to pop up during this. God damn it. Because um, I was at this point, you just going, this is just pissing me off. <laughs> yeah. So, it, but overall, though, it was a fantastic um, show, fantastic performance. And yeah, I just guess I'm going to have to buy um, premium for YouTube. Um, yeah. Uh, I, they they have to they have to release this in some way shape or form to purchase like the full mm. thing. Like if if they that's so idiotic if they do not do that. Like who would not spend money to It w- uh, it was weird that they had almost no Sonic CD music mm. because everybody always argues like oh the Japanese better, but they had Crush 40 do a cover of Sonic Boom. But it was a little strange that there was no Palm Tree Panic or anything in there. Yeah. So maybe there was sort of weird rights issues. I don't know. Yeah. Did they do many? Um, I forget. They, did they do much Sonic 3 stuff or? 
They did some, didn't they? There was a Sonic 3 and then Knuckles Medley, yeah. Because they okay. had, I remember, yeah. The the freaking opening of the Sonic 2 Medley, it was like, oh my gosh, Wing Fortress was meant to be played by an orchestra. That was great. Yeah, that's yeah. so good. That's that's orchestral, yeah. The reason why I asked about what Sonic was, 3 what was, was because... The Saturn Medley? Uh, Saturn Medley had Sonic R and Sonic Into Dreams, which, I mean, they literally played a night song for Sonic Into Dreams, but mm. I thought that was great because it just sounds good. Like, that that soundtrack's made for an orchestra, and they even freaking played music from Sonic Jam, like the Sonic World music. So good. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. The, the reason why I asked about Sonic 3 was because of the whole thing around the fact that Michael Jackson, even though he's not credited, did help write some of the soundtrack, and there's been things in the past about licensing issues or something. Right. Um, so I did wonder about that, but I guess they, they're over it, which is good. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, and I, I love um, what they Dr. did. Dr. Scott next says, oh. oh, go ahead, Graham. I was just going to say, I love what they did, how they show the orchestra, but also show the gameplay, you know, for yep. the games. They, they did it in such a good way to present presentation. Yeah, uh, Dr. Scottnik says, I was surprised by the lack of Sonic Heroes music. They did the theme song, but I honestly don't remember. There's so much music in this, I don't remember if there was zero representation of Heroes besides that. Yeah, I, th- I think but, maybe it feels like they went for most of the, the, the games that most people really know about, or had the best, um, I guess, the, like vocal soundtracks and stuff as well, if that makes sense. yeah. They probably um, thought the theme song made up for no medley of that game, maybe, or yeah. something. Because I feel like Sonic Heroes is one of those games that, even though I think a lot of fans do enjoy the game, it was, didn't sell so well, so probably not showing it off so much, which is sad. Uh, but there was also... Um, yeah, I lost my train of thought as I was saying it. Oh, a lot of Sonic Colors representation, mm. probably because they have that uh remastered version coming out or whatever it's yep. called i forget ultimate yeah 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 ultimate yeah so in fact i think it showed in the gameplay it was something kind of ultimate as well so they're like yeah this is happening oh, yeah. thing. <laughs> check this out right just skip forward on this a little bit like uh oh i think there's some i just saw some saturn stuff let's have a look oh they also had the fucking shadow the hedgehog theme song and oh yeah and i could have done without that but nah, I understand <laughs> that, yeah, there's an entire generation that is losing its shit right now because it's hearing that song. So <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. And this is the Sonic R bit, which I thought looks fantastic. I forgot about this track on Sonic R. Because when I first saw this, I was like, yeah. what is this? And I was like, oh, wait, Sonic R. And there's a Sonic Jam. There it there, is, there, Sonic there. Jam. Oh. So good. So good. I still love that. Um, I still love Sonic R and PC, not the Saturn, unfortunately. Uh, it's uh, It's a... PC version's a better version. Oh, um, that oh yeah, definitely. The um uh god damn it, god damn it, god damn it, god damn it. I keep losing my train of thought. Uh I can't remember. Oh, Sonic R, yeah. There's a the uh, there's a Twitch clip of me pr- uh, pretending to go insane essentially while we were playing <laughs> it. We played it on Thursday night. We found a way to all play as the same character, so we were all Sonic, Super Sonic on Radiant Emerald where Supersonic Racing plays, and there's that part in the song where the singer just says everybody, like, 16 times. Everybody. Everybody. Yeah, just uh, go find yeah, our Yeah, I actually saw that. You had your glasses with the your booty glasses on. I thought you you had, like, a soundboard or something. Yeah, I didn't think so you were right. actually, like, like, just going repeatedly. <laughs> nope, that was all me. Uh, <laughs> it's all me, baby. I'll find the clip and share it in the chat here. Hmm. 
So yeah, but such good stuff. They they have to release this as a CD or a vinyl somehow. Yeah, there's been some talk in the YouTube comments or people going, if you release some DVD, I'll buy it. Um, oh yeah, DVD, Spotify. yeah, so we can yeah. see everything. Yeah. But I guess it's free here, like to watch and stuff. So yeah, yeah. yeah I wonder how many people would actually buy. Oh, actually, to answer Doctor Sonic's question earlier, I was watching it from the. Um, summer game fest channel i guess it was because he's asking if i watched it from sonic channel or Summer games fest because apparently he didn't have any adverts hmm which hmm. uh if it's the official sonic channel maybe i should go there instead but yeah um cool was there anything else you guys wanted to talk about on this one at all uh, it covers it for me yeah i don't think i have anything else Hmm. Yeah, I'd definitely go and watch it. It's on um, Summer Game Fest YouTube channel or apparently the Sonic the Hedgehog YouTube channel. Go and check it out. And yeah, it's really good, really worth watching. Even just having the background, like while you're working or something, just the music's so fantastic. Oh, yes. Yeah. I had that the next day, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and some great stuff at the end. So, yeah, really get your rock on. Really builds you up. Oh, cool. And with that, I'm, I'm going to leave this going in the background, I think, while I ask this next question. Uh, sure. So, so, yeah, I've got another question for you folks to to do. So, Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Uh, bef- there is the link to the clip if anyone wants oh, to brilliant. watch me go insane. Oh, your, your, your Scotty going insane question. Uh, no, not stuff. question, uh, clip, even. Uh, I've just realized that I need to be on this so I can bring up my little game music and the answer bell as well. So here we go for the next question for you guys. And also the chat can jump in as this as well, but I'm going to find out to you guys. What was the original name Sega called Sonic internally at Sega until they decided upon Sonic the Hedgehog? Badong, Mr. Needle Mouse. You are correct, sir. Uh, That's what it was. There we go. Yep, well done. It was Mr. Needle Mouse. And if you don't know about it, Sonic the Hedgehog 4, um, that was the original name for the project for Sonic the Hedgehog 4. Um, Like they were calling it, uh, Project Needle Mouse was the name of it. So that's named after after the original name of Sonic. So there we go. So yeah, moving on. Let's just find out some uh, sort, of, sort of questions for each other um, around, um, like, so going back into Sonic's history and stuff, we're all big Sega fans, we're big Sonic fans. So for, 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 I'll aim it at Scotty first. Scotty, what was your first experience of Sonic? And what did you think about it? And also, what, when did you first own a Sonic game? Uh, yeah, my first experience was playing Sonic at a Blockbuster video. Um, mm. They had their, like, cool kiosk. It was they tried to mimic a like a living room kiosk, I remember, and it wow. was just a TV, and they'd probably switch out, rotate games and whatever, but Sonic was playing on there, and I remember playing it and thinking how cool he was and not really understanding it, but knowing that I needed it uh, in my <laughs> life more. Um, and, uh, but I do, I, I think... I think I owned the first Sonic, but I don't remember vividly playing that on my own console. Vivid memory of playing Sonic 2 and being on the last boss, and... That that game came out in February because that was when Sonic Tuesday happened. Uh, Groundhog Day was Hedgehog Day, and Sonic Two came out. I think that was for the first video game release date, like advertised release date in gaming history, if I remember correctly. Uh, but I remember our Christmas tree was still up in the living room, and I was playing. And I remember my mom and a friend was taking the tree down, but that the tree just like fucking 
totally toppled and just landed in the middle of the room. And I'm like on the last boss, and I remember seeing that happen, but thinking, all right, whatever, and still playing the game. More of <laughs> priorities. That's amazing. Wow. Fantastic. And Martin, Was it a real yeah. tree or was it a fake tree? I'm uh, pretty sure it was a real tree. I don't think we did fake trees until long wow. after that. So, yeah. Martin, I didn't have to clean it up. What, what about you? Uh, I feel like it's 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 slightly a blur, but it, my very first uh, gaming console was a Model Two Sega Genesis. Okay, uh, and it must have been like ninety six or ninety five. Um, and I don't remember game like I vividly don't remember it having a Sonic the Hedgehog game until I got because uh, the first the first games I got were like Vector Man and there was like the Toy Story like the Disney games oh, wow, yeah. uh, that we got for the Genesis uh, and uh, when we then we took the Model Two back because I think my dad's friend was like there's this new console out it or it was, there was like a PlayStation or whatever so we bought the original PS One and then um within that same year we got the model 3 genesis which what? is like a third party oh my God. uh a third party uh it was like majesco or something they that was they, the one you made. bought graham yes yeah it's, it's under under my sofa bed thing behind me at the moment it's like cheap and like the power button is just a orange sticker under a switch yeah i feel yep, like I, yep, I, don't, exactly. I don't think i even plugged in to test it out so it may not even work well. but <laughs> anyway ours um, did work but we did buy like a series of games and when we got the model three we got the batman forever game and we got uh the sonic classics three and one it was called sonic compilation uh in in europe as as i learned right before the show uh and yeah it had sonic one and two and it had uh, the Mean Bean Machine, which is, is which is uh, Puyo Puyo. It was just reskinned with uh, yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog, and it is inspired by Tetris. Um, and it was great; like I, I loved it. And then we, me and my brother would play uh, both one and two, and then uh, he played as Tails in the second one. Um, and then we would just, you know, run through the levels together and it was, it was awesome. And that's kind of like where we started getting interested in, in Sonic. Um, but I think after that we played one and two and then the next Sonic game immediately after that was Sonic Adventure that we played. So it was like that period between like 97 and then 99, um, where we were basically having like this combination of 2D gameplays and PS1 and then N64, all that kind of blended together, but... I guess, long story short, the first time I played it was in, like, on this compilation game. Wow, so you actually got into Sonic quite late, I guess, then, in a, in a yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cool. if I was born in the same year as Sonic, I would not be able to remember Sonic. That's true. Oh, yeah. Uh, Scotty, I think <laughs> you were off, off, off camera, the, off, off, off your headset at the time, but yeah. Martin was born the same year as Sonic. There you go. Oh, yeah. yeah except no, in November. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I should have. Oh, uh, well. <laughs> so your, your your dad didn't just thrust the controller in your hand straight away. Here you go, kid. <laughs> Here you go, baby. Play Sonic that Chuck. Oh, and also like around this time we were we watched like those Saturday morning cartoons. So like I watched Sonic Underground, and I remember buying that Sonic uh, movie, like that anime movie. I don't know what it was called. Yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, whatever. Yeah. The animation, something like that, came out like ninety eight or ninety nine. Wow! Yeah, uh, yeah. Doctor Scott. They I just have said, the VHS of that. 
What? Oh, sorry. I was just going to read out. Doug Scotnick just basically said that his first three Sonic games were Heroes, Shadow, and Riders. So those are three very late in life, I guess, uh, Sonic games. That's uh Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's either Doug Scotnick's... he's a baby. It's either Doug Scotnick's very young or he's... Uh, yeah, just late, in, late into the game, as it were. No, he said he, he was born around the time uh, Sonic Adventure in Japan came out, he said. Oh, I, I missed that. Sorry. Wow. Like, I, yeah. I have to remind myself that Ooh. those things are classics or whatever, but like it, I think it first hit me how long I've been playing video games and how old some stuff I have is when I was working with a high school drumline. And yeah. I don't know why, but like I remember the moment where I realized... Holy crap! I own game cartridges that are older than all of these kids that I'm talking oh, to right God. now. Yeah, that's that is always worrying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so crazy. Because yeah, I guess for me, I was brought up on the Sonic games pretty much. Um, I mean, I was quite young. Well, I was old enough, I guess, to play them at the time. I didn't. My first experience with Sonic was Sonic the Hedgehog one in a department store somewhere in London. I have no idea where it was. I went out to see my. My granny, my grandma at the time, who she lived near London, so we went to London to meet her or something. And I remember being in the department store that this magical thing called a Mega Drive, and I think there was a Virtual Boy there as well for some reason. I think I got to experience the Virtual Boy and then like these kiosks set up basically. Um, and I remember just loving Sonic on there. I thought that this is the most amazing thing ever. And then I didn't get a Sonic game until I got my Game Gear a few years later. So my Game Gear was my first personal gaming system because before that I had like an Atari 2600 which and a ZX Spectrum which I shared with my brother so they were kind of like family consoles and um, so we had to share games and stuff and then I got a game gear for my birthday uh, which my grand gave me actually my grandma gave me and that didn't come with a Sonic game I had like this four-in-one game pack which was awesome and then a, f- a few months later I think it was I finally picked up Sonic the Hedgehog 2 on the game gear and that was the first Sonic the Hedgehog game I owned and I loved it, but bloody hell, Sonic 2 is on the Game Gear is not a game to introduce you to Sonic the Hedgehog. It's so difficult compared to the oh. other Sonic games. Um, yeah. So yeah, I remember the first... And I remember then, like, Sonic to... Chaos is a joke. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I that couldn't one's get... like 20 minutes long. I couldn't get past the first boss in Sonic 2 on the Game Gear for ages. I think my brother was actually better than me. I think I remember he used to do it, but I played the first three acts of the game. So it was like Act 1, Act 2... And Act 3 was the boss battle, basically. And on Sonic 2, on the Game Gear, you didn't have any rings on the boss levels. So you had to run through a level, basically, wow. to get to the boss without any rings. And then so it's one hit kill. And the first boss is probably one of the hardest bosses in the game. Because uh, you've got to avoid these bouncing balls while on a slope. And there's like a spiky thing oh, at the bottom yeah. which attacks you. It's like pincers, basically. And it's just quite a tricky one. And I just remember sucking at that for so long. Uh, but it's, it's a great, great game. Once you get a past the level, it's really fun. Um, it's also got a moment. In the I remember. Where... Oh, I was, oh I was... sorry. I thought you were... uh, whenever was... you're done with this, the Game Gear talk, I have a Game Gear okay. comment. Uh, it's, it's Sonic's just Sonic 2 on the Game Gear. I think it's the next level. It's also like one of those has one of those levels which basically destroyed Game Gear D-pads. Because you get on these like hang gliders and you have to glide across the level at certain points, but to do that you have to keep tapping backwards on the on the D pad. And the Game Gear did not have the best D pad, and I broke two oh. Game Gears playing that, doing that. <laughs> Basically. Damn. Yeah. So my mum was not happy. She had to keep going back to the shop to go. Yeah, this just randomly <laughs> broke. Can we get it replaced? <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. So there we go. That's my Game Gear nice. chat. There we go. Those are my two first experiences. Yeah. 
the game I, I recommend anyone that's not experienced with them to check out a lot of the Game Gear games because that was where Sega did their experimentation in the nineties. Um the first Sonic game, there were no there there were bonus levels, but the worlds themselves were hidden throughout the actual levels and you had to explore and find them throughout there, which was really cool. Mm. Um and uh Sonic uh Tails Adventure was just so different out of the series and very cool. It's a slow paced game, but you can still beat it in like a couple hours. Yeah. Um but uh in terms of game gear, I actually played more road than any for some reason. I think it was a it was either a pack-in or I got it before Sonic, but honestly I played the most Sonic Drift because I remember I got oh. that on our way to like the grandparents' house that lived eight hours away or whatever. So I would play the crap out of Sonic Drift Drift even if when we were there. Cause I, I hated visiting family as a kid. So I would just play the crap out of my game gear. Me yeah. too. Man, so. yeah. yeah, I wish I had Sonic Drift back in the day. I had the opportunity, but I think I picked up a different game. I think I picked up a Star Trek game for my Game Gear, actually, which ended up being... You guys really remember how long the Game Gear actually lasted in terms of battery life? I don't know that I had a lot of issues with that as much as we all like to joke about it. I don't remember having problems with it unless I had it plugged in all the time or something. So I do remember only lasting like six hours or something. Like, Well, it just didn't seem very long, whereas my friends who had Game Boys would, you know, they played it for days, basically, it seemed like. I do remember, yeah. I do remember my parents being at one point, I'm a bit, yeah, I went on holiday to Belgium, which is where I first saw Ooh, Sonic, uh, sorry, that's when I first saw the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 movie, I think I spoke about previously on the show, um, I saw yeah. it, on, it was, they were speaking uh, French or Belgium, I can't remember, in the, in the movie, anyway, we were, that's where I was playing my Game Gear a lot, and my parents had to keep buying me batteries, because I just kept running out of batteries, which is, uh, you know, every day. What do you need, like, four or five batteries in Six. there? Six. Six? Six. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. But then later, I got this cool thing which clips into the battery pack. It's like rechargeable battery pack things that clip on the back, which lasts a lot longer. And, yeah, but most of the time at home, I played it plugged in. So when I was at home, always plugged in, baby. Yeah. Right next to the wall. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I remember taking it to my friend's house and just playing it there, but... You know, I was basically just on my own playing a game in my friend's house. He's like, not really playing with me anymore. Uh, sorry. It's, anyway. Yeah, if you can uh, get the Sonic Gems collection on GameCube, that has a lot of the Game Gear games, including mm-hmm. Tales Adventure. Uh, we ended this Thursday night thread on stream with Corey and me playing Sonic Drift against each other. Ooh, awesome. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah. yeah, I need to get that. That's one of the game- Sonic compilations I don't own, which it seems like one of the best ones. It's got Sonic R in it, hasn't it? Yeah, so the main games in it are Sonic R, Sonic the Fighters, and Sonic CD. Um, GameCube's going to be the next... I mean, GameCube's already kind of... ...era of retro stuff to go up, so definitely grab it sooner than later. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to try and get it soon. Sonic Gem, the Gems collection is that one. Gems. Awesome. Man. Cool. Cool. Um, So I guess that rounds off those little bits. So now it's time for the next bit of trivia question I'm going to ask you guys. So here we go. You love it. But I will lose. Yeah. I'm ready. Come on. Come on, Marcin. We have faith. Oh, yeah. Gotta tighten my thinking cap. <laughs> so, so Sonic's... Uh, sorry, Scotty's got one point so far. So the next... Sonic has one. <laughs> that should count. So, the next trivia question is... According to Sonic's creators, uh, Naoto Oshima and Yuji Naka, why is Sonic blue? Oh. 
<laughs> okay, this, just to be clear, this is not in like his backstory or anything. It's the reason why they chose for him to be blue. Whoever shouts out first can get the answer. They say like blue was like a cool color and they were trying to make him like a cool character. I don't even know. Uh, the American flag. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say freedom. <laughs> Patriotism. Wow. Okay. Uh, you are both incorrect. It is because the Sega logo is blue. They wanted to match oh, the Sega logo. Off. Hey, wow, wow, simple, simple. <laughs> that, there you go. There you go. <laughs> that that was uh, it. That's yeah. purely the reason they, they needed a Sega I'm mascot. This shit. And they, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, let's uh, let's move on with uh, the discussion. And uh, sorry, just bring up my little sheet thing. Where are we? Uh, oh no, God. Uh, yes. Okay. So here's the thing. I think it's fair to say, even as Sonic fans. We're all aware that Sonic has gone through some sort of tough times, especially in recent years. You know, there's been a lot of releases which haven't been received favorably by, you know, critics and gamers alike. But so what What do you both think of the current state of Sonic? And is there anything you think they could do to improve it, maybe? So I'll start with Martin this time. Martin, have you got any thoughts on this? I feel like, I mean, I, I feel like it's been kind of pretty well documented about uh, you can you can pinpoint when his popularity and the quality of the games kind of dropped with occasional uh blinks of of good games i think like a lot of people say around 2005 to like 2010 it was a period where it wasn't that great um and then sonic generations came out and and um there was uh, a series of other sonic games that came out um subsequently that were much well received i think i feel like uh after sonic mania and that kind of game and then sega's uh refocusing towards releasing older ips and um and all that kind of stuff it was kind of shifting the view of sonic and kind of the brand as a whole um in terms of his popularity and all that kind of stuff i think he's actually in a quite a good position i don't know i i, I was not aware uh, of Sonic in like 1993, so I don't know if it would if it reaches that level of popularity. Um, but I mean, in terms of you know a, a brand awareness and you know uh, merchandising, I mean, he's you can see him uh, on T-shirts pretty regularly at Targets and, and stores like that. He's got movies that are currently coming out, you know, mobile games. I mean, uh, video game uh, regular games. Um, I feel like he's in a good position right now. Mm. Uh, and I, I don't, I, I'm, I am, um, hopeful for the, the next game. I feel like there, if, uh, there's this other side of me that I feel like is like you release Sonic mania and then kind of Sonic forces came out and it's not necessarily the best Sonic game. And it's, I don't know if it's necessarily a bad game either, but it's, it was not, a good follow-up uh, to Sonic Mania, um, but I think overall, it, it, where he stands, I think he's uh, in a pretty good spot. Okay, fair so. enough. And uh, Scotty, what about you? What do you, what do you think of Sonic currently, and uh, are there improvements that could be made? I don't think Sonic will ever be as powerful as he was in the mid nineties or early nineties, and as but he is the one of the most well-known video game characters for sure. He's part of the culture now and everything and has been, but with the resurgence of nineties nostalgia in all aspects of life right now, it's helping him more than anything. Um, 
Yeah, it was a bad move to have Forces released the same year as Mania, because one of those was so much stronger. Even though graphically Forces looked great, it was not what people were ready after Mania or during the Mania craze or whatever. But um, I think, you know, it's been discussed that they don't need to throw a new character in with every single game, which I agree. He's got enough friends that they can do different stuff with. Um, Does anybody even remember Sticks the Badger right now (laughs) or whatever she was? Uh, God, you know, she was in Boom. But and there was another character, some other thing before Sticks that was just in one of the advanced games, I think, and then never again. Um, But uh, yeah, uh, I think they could take crazy chances, though, in terms of gameplay, because people are still going to buy the Sonic games no matter what. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was very strange that they did not continue the generation formula because I felt like maybe it didn't sell well, but that was such a strong entry. Oh, I thought that one, thought uh, that one did quite well, but maybe I could be wrong. I don't know the actual sales I, figures. I don't know. I don't have any numbers in front of me or anything. I don't either. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, we kind of talked about what we would like to come back in earlier, answering the listener questions and stuff, or talking about those what we want mm-hmm. in the games. Um, maybe not less plot because the plot's okay, but also goofy. But they, I don't even know. I think they could take more risks. Um, but don't get so gimmicky at the same time, if that's even a possibility. Um, Like Sonic Shuffle, they could have made that into something that could have become the Mario Party nonsense. But, Mm. oh boy, that might have been a victim of circumstance with the Dreamcast too, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I guess, I don't know. I don't know, just don't get as gimmicky. Don't add more characters. Keep it plain and simple. Like how Miyamoto's always said for mario like he's never really cared that much about the plot he just wanted to make fun games yeah yeah that's yeah i think i think you got a good point there i think for me i i do see that i feel like sonic hasn't been as good as it has been since you know the like even the dreamcast days like i i love sonic adventure that's actually one of my favorite sonic games and i feel like they haven't really been able to recreate that so well especially since he turned 3d and i think sonic mania showed that that you know the 2D Sonic games can still be made really well if they're made like the old style. And yeah, I did sort of mention some of the, some features that I missed from the from the game franchise. One of the things that I would say that, and I don't know how they'd be able to correct this entirely in the 3D games, the thing that I think that has kind of ruined it for me is the auto lock attack that is used, which is which oh, did begin yeah. in um, Sonic Adventure. So basically, yeah, Sonic now, you, all you have to do to get through levels is basically keep tapping a button, keep tapping attack. Sonic will just lock onto boxes and enemies and just do, 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 which kind of looks cool in the, co- like in the, I guess the, the cartoons and movies or whatever and in cutscenes. But right. the game mechanics, the one of the things that made Sonic so much fun and so unique for the original games was the pinball style mechanics. So where you could, if you timed it correctly, you bounce off an enemy, you could then bounce off more, but you weren't tapping buttons to do that. You were just using pure skill basically to do it. And I feel that's what's happened now is we now have Sonic going very fast, almost like just jump, tapping to go through the, like enemies to like attack them, or literally running through enemies sometimes. If he, like in a lot of the modern games, he goes so fast he can literally just charge straight through the enemies. So it's like, what's even the point anymore? Um, and I feel like, and I've said this in a, an article that we wrote in Megavisions, like back in the digital edition days, 
I feel like Sonic the Hedgehog feels more like the old Crash Bandicoot games where you just run forward in a straight line, basically, um, which some people enjoy. I'm not saying it's necessarily a bad thing for everyone, but it just doesn't feel quite like Sonic used to. And there's way too many grinding on rails as well. Just like Sonic Forces was ridiculous for grinding on rails. Like there's like entire levels, which is basically rails and then running along a bit. Rails. It's like, God, mm-hmm. you're not really doing anything. <laughs> um, Gotta get those so, yeah. soap shoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, when they did the rails in Sonic Adventure 2, it was like one or two levels actually had it in. And it's kind of a cool feature. It's like, cool, you can grind on rails. And suddenly Sonic, the Sega's like, let's just put that in every single game and have like entire levels where you just grind. Because it's variety. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, look at, like, we're looking at colors right now. There's a lot of grinding going on, even in colors, where the forces was even more. So, yeah. There you go. So, yeah, that's I mean- kind of. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, well, it sounded like you were wrapping up, but I was going to say, if you think about it, the homing attack actually started in Sonic 3D Blast because the blast attack uh, was like the gold golden sure. shield thing. Yeah, you got that the shield. That was a homing attack. Yeah. And in a way, I wouldn't mind that if the modern games had that shield that you could pick up and then use a homing attack. Right. But the fact that that's his ability now yeah. is kind of ridiculous. Actually, <laughs> oh... Yeah, I was going to say, I did enjoy the Elemental 3, but I guess the Wisp basically replaced that in some way, shape, or form, so... Yeah, kind of. I guess they have. And I don't yeah, hate the Wisps, either. Just in terms Actually, of power-ups. I quite enjoy the Wisp power-ups. Um, I don't think they need to be in every game or anything, but, you know, for Sonic Colors, it was very yeah. enjoyable. But, yeah, I'd love to see more of those... Um, the sp- the bubbles come back, because they, they just don't seem to really exist anymore. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, I do enjoy the game still to an extent, not as much as I used to, I guess. Uh, but we'll see what happens. Dr. Skodnik had a comment related to that though. Ooh. Um, they, he said, uh, one of the big problems Sonic team does, uh, is that they funnily enough, listen to the fans too much. And then when they do it, the fans have changed their minds. <laughs> so yeah, they do have to find a happy medium somehow in there. Um, yeah. Fans are fickle. Fans are fickle. Yeah. Yeah, and I get, and he also mentioned it looks like in Sonic that they've changed up the homing attack a little bit. It's spamming the button. I'm not really sure how. Sonic oh. Colors is unfortunately a blind spot for me. I do own. Okay, so yeah, I which just... is how I got this scalp that I'm wearing. It was a bonus. Bonus with Sonic Colors. Okay, so scalp. Okay, I, so I didn't know about this either. So Dog Scott is saying it's Sonic Colors Ultimate. They've changed it, so it's not more. It's is more than just spamming the button. Okay, that's. I'd be interested to see that then. That's if you, if there's a bit yeah. more skin involved, that'll make the game even more fun. Because Sonic Colors was one of the strongest recent releases, even though it's like what twelve years old now or something ridiculous. Um, yeah, something. Yeah. Wow, God, that's that's basically a, that's a retro game already. Jeez. Yeah, but oh. um, with that in mind, and this is any other thing to say on this at all before we move on slightly? Nope. Yep. Nothing there. Cool. So that obviously means that we're going to another trivia question. Da, da, da. So here we go. This one should be an easy one, I think, for you guys. It'd be like, what? who's Sonic's best friend or something like that? <laughs> Nip, that close enough. Name Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog's original girlfriend. Madonna. Oh, my God. Yeah. There we go. Oh, Hicks got him. fucking <laughs> Madonna. Uh. Ding, 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 ding. Yes, it was Madonna. And I have a picture I could share, actually. Here we go. 
Uh, there that she up. is. There a singer, is. or was it just supposed to be inspired by Madonna? Uh, size I, negative two waist. Yeah, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't believe it's, it might be slightly inspired by Madonna, but a different hair color. But yeah, she was a blonde human female who they originally planned to have um, at least mentioned in the very first Sonic the Hedgehog game. That like, this was planned originally when they originally designed Sonic, and apparently. Sega of America declined it and sort of said, this is not a good idea having an anthropomorphized hedgehog going out with a human female. They thought this, this doesn't work and they canceled, they sort of cut that idea out and yeah. But then, you know, Sonic 2006 happened. Sega, yeah, I was going to say, Sega of Japan <laughs> said, screw you, we're going to do it anyway. Eventually <laughs> coming back. Nice. <laughs> yep. That's right. Bestiality. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. This is what we're like. And he's like one one foot tall in that picture, too. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like Roger Rabbit and Jessica Rabbit or something. Uh, uh. Yeah. Oh, dear. Um, so, yeah, that's that's another little bit of trivia there for if you didn't know about that. Yeah, Sonic did have, was originally planned to have a human female girlfriend called Madonna. And so, okay, we're going to move on to just like, I guess, fun, fun kind of topics here in starting off with our worst Sonic the Hedgehog games. So we can have a couple or three of these if we want, just the ones we just don't like at all. And I'm going to start off with Scotty on this one, actually. So Scotty. Woo woo. Ooh. Oh, um, actually, sorry, Scotty, before you do that, Doc Scottnick's actually answered the question we asked him. Apologies. Mm-hmm. Um, so Doc Scottnick says that a, a little circle closes on the enemy, and when he gets to the right spot, you can do a homing attack for Colors Ultimate. Okay. So yeah, a little bit different then. So it's not just tapping the button. Yeah. I that could be more enjoyable. That could work maybe a bit better. Um, brilliant. Okay, sorry, Scotty, your worst Sonic games. That's okay. Um, good thing to mention there. That's okay. Uh, yeah, worst one that I've played, or one of the worst ones I've played is Sonic and the Secret Rings, uh, for the Wii, where you held the Wiimote sideways. And it was like an on rails game and you could not back up or you would like hold it backwards to back up or something. The first that that was the first time that I legitimately throw the Wiimote for a game because I was so excited for a 3D game, especially on the Wii, since that was the new PS3, whatever day one, Sonic and Secret Rings. And I should have known what was coming just when I heard the theme song. Seven. <laughs> crap um it was so bad just fucking the worst holding the wema like here's my mouse wrist thing pointing it sideways and like you would jump by doing that by like moving the wemote up in oh, your hands that's yeah, how you would... got about that I uh, and then i think you had to do a homing t- attack by smashing it down so like literally be playing it like a like you're on a fucking <laughs> train car seesaw bull crap or something it was yeah. bad so bad yeah um uh, the, uh, did you have? Did you guys play that one? Oh yeah, I, think I, I was so I, excited. I didn't have a Wii, uh, uh, so I missed the whole era of Sonic games on the Wii. Uh, that, I so this. I was fortunately so ex- or unfortunately, I was so excited to play mm-hmm. this. Cause I saw like interviews and like you know all the previews and stuff in magazines. Cause I got, I got the Wii basically right. on day one, and I thought it looked gorgeous for the Wii a Wii game. I think it still actually looks for a Wii game. I think it still looks pretty decent. But yeah, and they, the way they sold it was like, yeah, you get to run really fast, and it's like, yeah, you got to get to use the Wii controls. I was like, this is awesome. This sounds like a great game. Like, um, yeah, and then I played it. And I was like, I remember finishing it, but yeah, it's no lie. Ooh, yeah, I not, can't. Not worth it. Here we go. Homing attack. There we go. 
Yeah, it just it, yeah, interesting idea. And I know a lot of game developers wanted to test out the Wii controls, but they should have left it with this one, really, um, and not done the next game. Yep. <laughs> nope. Wow. Um, but I'll also mention Sonic 06. Mm-hmm. I've I've never, you know, it might be might be a cop out to say that, but I've never finished that one. Don't know that I ever will. Okay. Um, but I just remember going across the water and dropping like a goddamn lead brick. Oh, okay. And also, and I remember dying in, and like that actually counted against your overall lives. Yeah, and, the and I was yeah. like, that yeah. seems like bullshit. And how do I do this? Clearly, an game. Um, and I think it's hilarious, and it's somewhere captured for posterity in a podcast recording before my Mega Visions days. Where what giant plot event happens in six? Erase it from happening. Like revert it to wishing or using the chaos, which the times were better before, which I think is great. And just the ter- cherry on top that literally even Sonic 06 wants to pretend that it did. <laughs> so those are mine, though. Fair enough. Marcin, what about you? What, uh, what Sonic games do you despise and wish never happened? I'm not a fan of uh, Shadow the Hedgehog. Okay. Yeah. Um, I just thought the introduction like i mean it was like around the time gta was basically super popular so they like gave this critter a gun um i don't know i just i just felt like it, it was deviating from from what kind of the brand and franchise was it just it just felt off to me um yeah i i don't like that one uh, I, th- I I thought Lost World was okay, but I thought it was still kind of pretty average, and it was in that time period um, of all the other games. I mean, then you talked about, like, The Secret Rings, and I remember reading reviews for, like, Unleashed, and, like, I missed that whole era um, of Sonic games, and I feel like maybe it was for the better. I don't know if I, I missed anything. Uh, like, what was the Sonic and the... Black Knight or Dark Knight? Like, what the hell was, was oh, that yeah. one? I'll talk about that in a moment. What was like. the gimmick of that one? I don't even remember. Oh, um, well, they had a storybook series that they wanted to go with, and the hmm. Secret Rings was, um, like, with uh, Alibaba or something? I forget. I don't even know. Yeah. It's an Arabian... Arabian Nights sort of thing. And then... Okay. And then the... Uh, and they had a third one planned that never came to fruition, just due to the response of uh, yeah. the Black Knight, Dark Knight whatever um i also i think i think it was because of secret rings that i didn't play extensively unleashed or colors because it just left such a bad taste in my mouth that even though nintendo had exclusive sonic games i didn't care about them as much because it was so bad um but i've heard talk of like unleashed if you don't like overworld hub world stuff and oh you've cut completely cut out sonic sorry you completely cut um, out for a few seconds uh, the Wii version of Sonic and Lee. Ah. <laughs> you, you like the Wii version of Sonic and Lee? Sorry, yeah, it happened again. Oh, uh, damn. Okay, I don't know why this. I don't know why this past month it's just all that happens with my goddamn mic. Um, the Sonic Unleashed version's quicker. There's no hub world. Oh, okay. The other versions. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Got I didn't know that. Done. I did not know that. Ah, okay. Yeah. So. I guess my my worst Sonic games are Sonic and the Black Knight, which is so for for Marcin and anyone else who hasn't played it, it works a little bit like 
uh, Sonic and Secret Rings in that Sonic is always running forward, so you can't stop. You can slow him down. I think you can sort of slight, kind of walk backwards, but you can't turn around or anything. You're always running in a straight line, basically. And you use the swing the Wiimote like a sword. Because he's got a sword, because you're in medieval times. So, yeah, Sonic has a sword. Fantastic. And it's the dumbest Why thing Why is he ever. in medieval times? Because again? of reasons. It's uh, They've kind of just got these, uh, as sort of Scotty was saying, these storybook um, sort of Sonic games. So... I don't think, I don't think it's, there's any, I can't really even remember. It might say at the beginning, but there's a reason why he's somehow transporting this storybook world. So he's kind of in medieval Camelot times, you know, like, um, Arthur and, you know, the legend of the Excalibur and stuff, that sort of thing. Yeah. And this game was just, oh my God, I freaking hate this game so much. It's, I just remember getting, I never even finished it. I got to one boss on it where it was just like most of the bosses were ridiculous you just because sonic's kind of always running forward and on the bosses he will sort of stop a little bit and you just basically keep swinging your remote like a crazy person and eventually you'll kill the bosses because most of the bosses didn't even seem to hurt you i remember there's right. one boss which i don't know if there's a glitch in the game sonic kept kind of running into the boss and because you can't really stop sonic running he kept running in and getting hurt and i couldn't seem to attack him and i was just sitting there going oh man i just yeah, I could not do it. Um, but that said, and I sort of mentioned this earlier, Sonic and the Black Knight has my favorite song in it. Um, so yeah, it's, it's got an amazing song. Uh, Night of the Wind, which Crush 40 performed in the Sonic Symphony Orchestra thing. Really good. Um, oh, and Dr. Scottnick says, uh, I didn't mind Sonic and the Black Knight too much. It was short and harmless, I felt. I don't know, man. I got, I've, it's stuck in my head. It's it's not it's not harmless to me. <laughs> Maybe I need to go what back are those items that you collect at the end? Like why was there like pies and oh god followers okay. like little waving mole silhouettes? I don't even know what the hell well, those were. I'd, uh, I kind of missed that actually. Where was that? Uh, it's like at so the end of the rating, level, he got a a rating of eight, which is not good. But oh um, yeah, like what end. the hell's acquired yeah. items there? Huh. And there was like a section where a section where it was like you have eight out of twenty four followers or some shit like that. Oh, I don't even know. I can't even remember. It's been quite a while since I played this. Game. <laughs> it's hollow blur. Yeah. Oh yeah, followers eighteen out of one hundred fifty. Oh, I think you're trying to. In my head, I think in the story you're trying to build up followers to overthrow the Black Knight or something or the Dark Knight. Medieval moles. Um, I, I can't. I can't yeah, really remember. Made a tree. But yeah, um, a tree of might. Uh, let's, let's keep this, let's keep this going in the background a little bit, I guess. But, um, essentially the other, another game that I just cannot stand is Sonic Rush Adventure on the, um, DS, Nintendo DS. So Sonic Rush, the first Sonic Rush game I enjoyed and a lot, I think a lot of people generally thought it was a decent game. Mm -hmm. Sonic Rush yeah. Adventure tried to make it fun and they kind of had it in a pirate, you know, kind of like this pirate world where you got to, use a ship to go around like this overworld and stuff like that. Uh, I remember thinking that was kind of a cool idea, but I just did not enjoy the levels at all. Like I think at the first I was like, Oh, this kind of feels okay. But there was something about it. And I, I remember being at Tokyo game show stuck in a queue for um, a game to play. I can't even remember what it was, but it was like a three hour queue. Like I had my DS with me. So I was like, I'll oh, pull this out and start playing on it. And I just remember being in this queue going, this game is less enjoyable to me than standing and not doing anything. That's how much I did enjoy the game. <laughs> so like, nope. Um, I finished the game though. I remember having to review it for wow. Sega Nerds back in the day, but I just remember being like, 
fuck this. I'd, I'd rather have not been doing anything. Just <laughs> so yeah. And and then I guess my next least favorite one is Sonic Unleashed, and purely for the Werehog stages, did not enjoy them at all. Oh, yeah, so they're, they're like twenty minutes long. Yeah, and the fact that all the enemies you fought were identical, you just had to do the same moves on them to beat them all up. You were you couldn't get past the levels unless you beat everybody up because you kind of they brought down these magical barriers so you couldn't continue in the level. I wouldn't have minded if like. It was one of those games where you could keep going in the level, you know, if the enemies popped up, you could beat them up a bit, but you could continue, you know, like use this warehouse because the platforming sections with the warehog were kind of okay. I didn't mind those, but it was when they had to fight, which was ironically one of the most boring bits of the game. Um, but yeah, that's, um, yeah, those are my, my three worst games. I don't actually have footage of Sonic Unleashed here for some reason. I didn't have that in my little playlist. I'm going to go back that's to. That's right. I'm going to go back to the symphony because that was beautiful. Let's, let's keep that going um, in the background. Annoyingly, Martin's not here. So he's just ducked out for some reason. So I can't ask your next trivia question. And so I just want to. Uh, I add- think he went to the. Oh. He went to the restroom. There we go. He's back. Brilliant. I'm back. Good timing. So we are going to ask the next trivia question for you guys, you folks. Uh, just a couple left after this. So. Um, okay. Da, 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 da. Let's, see. let's see if we can get this one. What animal was strongly considered and designed for Sega's new mascot before they landed on a hedgehog. Uh, bunny rabbit. Dong. Yep, Ooh. bunny rabbit. Yes. Okay, I'm going to give that one to Martin. Ding, 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 ding. It was a Yay. rabbit. And Dr. Scott got it as well. There we go. Yes, it was a rabbit. And I can bring that up on my screen share. There we go. There we go. So, yeah, you can see one of the characters, uh, Naoto Oshima, Drew, was actually a rabbit. Um, and... The idea behind it was, though, that the one of the reasons why they decided not to go with the rabbit was the the concept was the rabbit would use his ears to sort of grab and attack enemies, um, maybe putting objects towards him as well. But at the time, the technology didn't really exist. Like the um, to they, they thought the Mega Drive wouldn't be able to handle it. And apparently, this is something I've, I've read third hand. I'm not entirely sure if this is entirely true. But apparently, that's where the idea for Ristar originated from. So eventually, they had Ristar using no his arms and stuff to do it. But at the time, the idea of the rabbit's ears and stuff working did, didn't really work in the game. So they went with Sonic. They used Yuji Naka's engine for the pinball-style gameplay. And the rest is history, really. So yeah, mm-hmm. brilliant stuff. Mm-hmm. Love it. And nice. so yeah, let's move on with our main chat. Which is, okay, moving on to our most underrated Sonic the Hedgehog games. Underrated. So you think people give him two hours. Not saying these are the best Sonic games by any means. Just you think they're better than people say they are. So uh, let's go with, I've forgotten who I went with last time. Let's go with Martin first this time. I don't know. I mean, I don't remember what the reviews were like back then, but I did enjoy the Sonic Advance games. Um, okay. At least the first two. Those are the, the, the two that I played. And I thoroughly enjoyed them. So I would say uh, Sonic Advance 1 and 2. Okay, cool. Any other ones out there that you think of or just just those ones? Mm, I mean, I feel like everyone else, like my views of the other games are basically around... The ones that I played are basically around uh, everyone else's uh, thoughts on them. But yeah. Okay. I felt like it's like the one that people don't talk about too much. Scotty, what about you then? Uh, yeah, I, I'll mention again Tales uh, Adventure, Tales Adventure. Um, 
on the Game Gear because it was a slower pace, but it's all Tails. Sonic's not in it at all. Let's maybe the ending. I can't remember. I've never actually beaten it. I've seen people play a good bit of it, though. Um, but it's a lot of fun, and it shows that Tails is smart because you use all his inventions and his different uh, his arsenal of things. Um, and it has some Metroidvania stuff because you do have to go back and use items and weapons that you didn't have before. Um, but it's cutesy and just a, the, in my opinion, the best example of their of Sega's experimentation on the Game Gear. Um, and uh, that's on the Sonic Gems collection. I don't know if it's on any other collections. Um, and then another one on on Game Boy Advance, Sonic Battle, uh, was one that not I think. It was definitely the biggest story-driven game since probably Adventure. Um, and you, some of the characters that are in the IDW now uh, are in... They debuted in Sonic Battle. Um, there's the baby. Uh, so there's Corey. Um, <laughs> but the uh, story in that was interesting. And not the best, but still kind of cool. And you got to see like where characters live in the town and like they uh, on in mobius or wherever they referred it to um but the the gameplay itself um because i'm sure people don't know uh is like an isometric you could rotate the camera but like an isometric brothers essentially that was isometric was exploding on the game boy advance especially with tony hawk and jet set radio um but that's what sonic battle was and i think you could actually do a four-player multiplayer in that somehow Um, oh yeah i I remember hear that yeah yeah, I, I played a decent amount of it, but never finished it. I remember it being long. I'm, I'm kind of curious to look up. I might look up how long to play for that one, or how long to beat hmm. Sonic uh, Battle. But that one is good, and my runner-up is the Saturn version of Sonic 3D Blast, just because that has one of the better soundtracks out there. Uh, okay, I'm going to have a bit of uh, action going on there. Oh, like in the background, Sonic 3D Blast going on. There we go. Yeah. Nice. Um, I did. Oh wow! It says main story for Sonic Battle takes eleven hours to beat. Yowza! Ooh, that's one of the longest Sonic games, probably. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, it's longer than Forces. That's for sure. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I do remember Sonic Battle. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that game too. It just kind of completely. It was cool. Up my mind. Yeah, man. Um, so for me, I've got some controversial views here, my friends. Controversial, as as I always do. Shocker. What is new there? So, okay, the first one I'm going to say is, and this is the most controversial one I'm going to, I think, the game that I think a lot of people shit on a lot, and I can understand why it was shat on at the time, is Sonic 2006. So, at the time of release, it was a buggy mess. It wasn't a great game. I remember playing it at a kiosk in a game shop and thinking, this is not a fun game. And then I saw the reviews come out and I was like, Wow. Uh, Dr. Scott says, don't you dare say 06. So yeah. And I was like, this game is not good. Didn't want to play it. And then years later... Uh, <laughs> See you later, Dr. Scott. Nick, he's leaving now. <laughs> we lost the viewer because of your hot take. <laughs> oh, yeah. Years later, I saw um, uh, an online video. Someone had, uh, like when YouTube was still quite young, I guess, uh, they montaged together all the, all the cutscenes for Sonic 06. And I watched it like a mini movie. I was like... This storyline, even though it's a bit crazy, I enjoyed. I was like, I'm going to try and play this game again. And since it was released, Sonic Sega did patch the game a little bit and it made it more playable. And honestly, I enjoyed it. I'm not saying it's the best Sonic game. I'm not saying it's like up there with, you know, Sonic 1 and Sonic 2 and Sonic 3. No way near. Uh, but I had fun 
and I think it's better than most of the modern 3D Sonic games. I don't enjoy a lot of them. This seemed to have more exploration in some of the levels. Some levels had more paths in them, which is the stuff I was saying was missing from before. I didn't mind the overworld stuff. I know you could die in the overworld, Scotty, which is a bit batshit crazy and a bit annoying. And I thought the game at the time looked gorgeous, and I still think it looks pretty damn solid, actually. Um, so yeah, I, I think there was a lot going for it. It's not perfect by any means, but I think people should give it a try because so many people I know say it's the worst Sonic game and they haven't even played it before. So I'm like, give it a try. Uh, so yeah, controversial, I know. Uh, <laughs> but hopefully my next ones won't be so controversial. And I say, have you guys got anything to say you're going to shit on me uh, right now? I had myself muted. You're lucky. Um, <laughs> I, I said, hey, no other Sonic game can you control giant billiard balls. It, indeed. It's one of the worst so, moments in gaming history. Uh, or is it? Or was it the best? Yes. <laughs> Actually very avant-garde. Oh, yeah. Dear. So I like this. This bit here has got a lot of grounding and rails, which I, I've already said I hate in games. But if you don't know if you can see it, there's actually lots of different routes and completely different paths you can take within the level by going on different rails. Whereas the modern ones, they don't really do that. So even the gr rail grinding bits in this game were better than the modern ones. Uh, just saying. See, this is what you should write up on the website for hits. You should just have a headline, Sonic 06 is awesome, actually. Here's yeah, why. It's one of the People best. People will click on it like, who's this <laughs> motherfucker? <laughs> okay, Let me yeah. hate yeah, there we go. Maybe I'll do some sort of video. <laughs> yeah, look at... <laughs> Look at all these great areas that you can die completely out of your... <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Man, okay. If Brett, yeah, if Brett were here, uh, he would be right on your side, Graham, because he unironically loves that game, and I oh, don't. Me, me and him need to have a chat. Um, oh, there <laughs> or him and Jesus I. Christ. Sonic 6 or love, uh, Sonic 06 lovers sideshow. Yeah. Uh, there we go. And then my next geez. game, let's, let's move it on. Um, my next game, which is yeah, still, is, is one of those games that a lot of people seem to shit on. There we go. It's, it's playing right now in the background. Sonic Lost World. I didn't play this game until, was it this year? I think it was this year when I actually downloaded it on PC. And I don't hate it at all. I actually think it's actually a very enjoyable game. Again, I think uh, one of the reasons I enjoy it is because the levels have completely different routes in them. Um, there was one level that I kept struggling on at the start. I kept dying. And I was like, why? I was like, this is annoying. And because the way the levels are designed, they're kind of in these tubey kind of things. I just walked around the left to a completely different side and the level was completely different. And I went through it and I was like, this is way more fun. Um, it's got the wisp powers, which I don't hate. I actually quite enjoy a lot of the wisp powers. I think the game's got a lot of moments in it where you have to sort of slow down, pause and stop and actually take your time, which is what you miss from the original Sonic games. There are lots, if people don't remember, Sonic was fast in the original games. There's a lot of moments in them where you had to take your time. You had to pause and hold and, you know, um, stop. And yeah, I, I enjoy it. What can I say? And I know people say it's exactly like Mario Galaxy. I can see how it's influenced by Mario Galaxy, but I think they're different enough that they can be enjoy like enjoyed separately. Um, yeah, and then uh, <laughs> then if that one was actually was that controversial, guys, was that okay or uh, a little bit? I think the Deadly Six are some of the laziest creations in Sonic history because they just I look like that. Space Jam rejects, and they're all yeah. very one dimensional. Uh, and I was super annoyed when they popped up in the IDW comics because I kind of just don't like their designs. Yeah, um, the, 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 yeah, the DLC for Sonic Lost World where he's running around. Like where 
Zelda tunic or Link or yep, a Zelda tunic. He's dressed up as Zelda. Uh, <laughs> Link in his little green tunic is really cool, and it kind of showed me played that more world on it, and okay. that was like, wow, I kind of want an open world Sonic game just like this, aimlessly running around. Yeah, I, annoying now because I got it on PC. You don't have that downloadable content, but oh, really? I had seen videos oh. of it, and I thought this looks awesome. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd love to see more of that, really. Um, yeah. And the next. The last one I was going to mention is Sonic Heroes. Um, Sonic Heroes. <laughs> I like Sonic Heroes. Yeah, I people really uh, seem to at the time people seem to hate this game, and I I bought it late in the day. I, I didn't get it when it first came out or anything. And even though I, the the you know the three team thing of like you know having a team of characters running around isn't quite the best, it's, it's fine. I really enjoyed the levels. I thought the levels were fun. The music was good. I enjoyed the story. So, yeah, I like, overall I thought it was actually a very entertaining game. Just to, no one seemed to like it at the time, sadly. But there we go. I think it was the most Sonic Adventure sequel that we were ever going to get around that time. Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah, in fact, this level is not one of the most interesting ones. There's some much better levels later on. Uh, let's go to. Whatever it is, Bingo Highway. There you go, that's one. I remember, oh, good Lord. That was the one I always got stuck on. I remember, by stuck on, I'll get to, I never played this. I mean, I never beat this game, but I played the crap out of it. But I can never get that last emerald with Team Rose, which is Big the Cat, Cream the Rabbit, and Amy Rose. Uh, So I never faced off against Neo, Metal, whatever insane design they did for Metal Sonic for some reason in this. Yeah, I've got a feeling I never fully, fully finished it, to be honest. Yeah. Like, I can't really remember. Um, I certainly can't remember the ending, so that makes me think I didn't finish the game. Um, but yeah. I was confused and butthurt that Team Chaotix did not have Knuckles in it. And forever the Chaotix backstory was changed for some reason. Hmm. Yeah, that is strange. So, but that's me. There we go. And with that, that moves us on to, you guessed it, the next trivia question. Oh, yeah. So here we go. Okay, this is quite a long one for me to write and read out. But what misconception about hedgehogs led to one of Sonic's most infuriating characteristics, resulting in many in-game deaths and troublesome levels, especially in the early 2D Sonic games? I can see that Scotty is... Badong. Okay, what is it called? Yeah, Yuji Naka thought hedgehog, 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 hedgehog could not swim, so he made Sonic just fall and drown. Ding, 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 ding! You are correct, Very sir. Fun. Yes, that is entirely true. Uh. So yeah, Sega believed that hedgehogs couldn't swim, so they made it so that Sonic was able to swim. But in fact, hedgehogs can actually swim relatively well. Uh, I should just emphasize. Um, so I actually read read up about this. If you own a pet hedgehog. Please don't just chuck it in water, because while hedgehogs can swim, just like all humans, they don't need to swim to live. So their swimming ability is completely dependent on each individual hedgehog. And if ones haven't experienced water before, they wouldn't maybe not know how to naturally swim very well. Um, They also really don't like cold water. So it's actually dangerous to them. It can cause them to freeze and die internally. Even even if the water is not that too cold to a human, to a hedgehog, it could be freezing. And potentially fatal and they only do it for pleasure so whether they swim or not can be completely down to when they want to or not because there's been known there's been recordings of hedgehogs who can swim who sometimes when you put them in water they sort of flail about because they don't want to swim they literally don't want to be in the water at that moment 
that you take them out, they will naturally go towards the water to have a little, have a little paddle, have a little splash. Um, so yeah, please don't chuck your hedgehog into a pond or force it to swim. Um, and they're also very small creatures and can tie up very quickly and drown. So always be with them if, you, if they're swimming in deep water. Um, and also, if you're lucky enough to own a, a hedgehog, please speak to your vet or wildlife expert for more information on hedgehog swimming. There you go. <laughs> uh, I don't want to tell people and to start chucking uh, hedgehogs in water. Just, uh, yeah. Our count. audio listeners, we're now watching clips. So you cut out a, a, a punch. God damn it. <laughs> it seems to no know when you're going to say something. <laughs> I hate every, I fucking hate everything. Right. For audio <laughs> listeners, for audio listeners, we are now watching clips of hedgehogs drowning. To be clarified, we are not doing drugs. we are not doing that right now. Just to be clear, God damn it, Scotty! Uh, <laughs> right, yeah. Okay, let's move on to um, our favorite Sonic games. What are our favorite Sonic games then? Uh, I have a couple. Uh, so, Sonic Adventure will always be near and dear to my heart. You know, with with flaws and all, I, I just loved it. Um, mm. Sonic the Hedgehog 2, uh, probably my favorite memories uh, from the Sonic franchise with my brother, just kind of playing co-op, uh, Sonic and Tails, uh, Sonic Generations, I loved the uh, recreations of, of older levels and, and j- the concept of modern and classic Sonic kind of uh, teaming up together, I thought that was fun, uh, and also that was, I think, the first game I played of Sonic uh, after that whole 2005 to 2000. 10 fiasco Hmm. um sonic all-stars transformed because i thought it's a fantastic it's it's a great racing game in general it's a great love letter to sega fans and i mean it's got sonic in the name so that's why i put it there and i'm gonna stick to it and my guilty pleasure is sonic shuffle i do like sonic shuffle so there you go go. Awesome. Uh, I've Scotty. I've come around on Sonic Shuffle, but man, they the nicest thing I can say about it I said recently on stream was they had a lot of good ideas and they threw them all in there because they knew the sequel. Yep. Oh, yeah. 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 Um. So Scotty, turn? yeah, yeah. Sorry, Scotty, your your turn. Um, Sonic Three. Is my favorite. I'm holding it up here. Ooh, yeah. uh, I, I I posted this recently on my socials. The instruction manual that I have um, in the very back has me like writing down my top times or whatever, or my oh, top scores wow. uh, in the notes area for like one player log, and there's a two player log or something. Um, yeah, Sonic Three I like because it's bite sized, and I I Corey and I played it through uh, on Wednesday night um, on on our Twitch. Uh, he pl- he controlled Tails, and it was hilarious just watching Tails die left and right and get, like, yanked off the screen for certain parts and stuff. Um, but And criminally underrated soundtrack is the two-player competition mode, the music for those versus levels that, like, I doubt anybody plays. It's not that much. Like, um, yeah. there's, like, like an under underground mining level, level sort of carnival thing, uh, Azir Park or something, I remember. Um, a lot of good music in that game. Uh, and, um, and then my other ones, I of course love Sonic R unironically. Uh, we played that Thursday night throwdown, such a great, weird, goofy game that it's so short. And it's a shame that that was like the only real 3d 
type deal that the Saturn got exclusively at the time until it got released on PC and GameCube. Um, but runner up to that Sonic Jam, because I really loved running around in that bonus Sonic world. Um, and that was before you could just look up anything on the internet. Timeline three room or whatever it was in, in Sonic world. Um, and watching those Japanese commercials and like stuff that we didn't see in the America of Sonic's history and past and just legacy and stuff. Um, but going through that, going through that timeline and like learning about the float, um, they neglected to mention the part where it like killed a person or whatever, but uh, that was fun. And the fact that they had like actual um, missions you could do in there was pretty neat. And then to kind of round it out, Sonic Adventure, I'll play forever despite the horrible camera angles. Uh, yep. Love that soundtrack <laughs> and just enjoy that hub world and in the emblems and all that stuff. And, and I think that's tied to the release of the Dream 9. Yeah, that's probably why I like that game so much. That's yeah, that's fair. Um, awesome. Uh, actually, I was going to bring out some Sonic R gameplay in the background. Here we go. Um, yeah, so for me, um, there's there, I actually struggled to um, distinguish between a couple, a few of them. So I think for me, still the the my favorites are Sonic One and Sonic Two on the Mega Drive. Love these games. So much fun. So good. So entertaining. But um, my next up would be... And actually, I just realised, for Martin's uh, sake, as we were talking about it earlier, I've actually got the same right, compilation. So. I, I didn't realise I, I had this. I like that box art. <laughs> I know. The, the American box art looks a lot better than this one. But, um, they look like parade floats. Yeah, yeah they look like knockoffs with like, the text next to it, too. Yeah. yeah. It, it does look like a, it could be a Sonic fan game, basically, or something. But... Um, yeah, I guess, well, it, it, that's what people wanted to do in Sega Europe there. But yeah, my next my next games that I absolutely love, um, and they're kind of what got me kicked off with Sonic, which is the 8-bit Game Gear game, Sonic and Sonic 2. Um, and this is actually my original copy of Sonic 2. Oh, wait, this is Sonic 2. And to the point that the case is actually kind of damaged, but I've kept it in the same case still, because it doesn't actually clip shut wow. anymore. There you go. That's um, doing its job then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and just for, just because it's basically the same game, pretty much, uh, the Master System versions are there, so people can see those a little bit easier. Sonic 1 and Sonic 2, 8 uh, bit versions. I, I, think that, I just think the 8 bit versions are very underrated. No one talks about them. And I just wish Sega would um, do what they did with the, uh, the GameCube game and re release some of these Game Gear titles because they're a lot of fun um, and different kind of challenge as well to the Mega Drive ones. And then I think, which I've sort of mentioned earlier as well, Sonic Adventure. Love Sonic Adventure. Again, yeah. Scotty, I think, as you say, it's kind of tied with the Dreamcast launch and stuff, but mm-hmm. I've gone back and played it since, and I still enjoy it. It has, you know, it's got camera angle glitches and bugs and stuff, which are kind of of the time, I guess, you know, the fact that you didn't have a second joystick. It, <laughs> yeah. But I still it was enjoy- like, the, the thing that I, I realized this recently, the... Raspberry Pi Dreamcast thing that lets you go online with the Dreamcast. Oh, yeah. Like Sonic Adventure is the example of the Dreamcast era. Like, because you have, aside from multiplayer stuff, really, because you could go online and get DLC, which is just a Christmas tree in the middle of the thing, or use your VMU with a mini game and play the Chow Adventure and level up. Hmm. Really doesn't affect the main game, but it was cool. Like, 
There's a Knights in the Dreams chow. Now this chow looks like Sonic. Now it's drawing pictures of Sonic on the ground. And the whole <laughs> uh, voice acting and music that they had with it. And just, yeah. Oh, man. 1999, baby. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I know in the different regions, you've got different d- DLC stuff, actually. So in the UK, you had this oh, really? re- Reebok challenge thing. where so Oh, we, I do remember that. Yeah. yeah um, so if you don't know... Because I don't know, if, do you get Reeboks in the USA? I'm not sure. I feel like it's more of a European. Oh brand. yeah, we've got Reebok. Oh, okay, cool, fine. It, may, it might actually be an American company, but I was just associated with being European for some reason. But yeah, um, yeah, you, you, I think you had to go around and pick up different trainers or something, like sneakers or something around the level. It's like a pickup thing or around. Did you find level. billboards or something in the game? Maybe, oh, maybe, maybe that was it. There's definitely. I'm going to look it up. Yeah, do that, please, because uh, I remember that being really cool, and I was just thinking, oh my god. This is amazing. It's like a whole DLC thing. Um, even though, if you don't know about this, for pretty much all the Dreamcast games, the DLC stuff was actually just locked content on your disc. You just downloaded oh a tiny God. file to unlock it. So, you got to show this on stream, Graham. Oh, I found it. Okay. Um, Send me the link, Courtesy baby. of Sonic Stadium. Yeah, courtesy of Sonic Stadium. The Reebok DMX. Are you feeling it? Okay. Holy crap. That's uh Oh yeah, you did have to find actual shoes. Yeah, this this is definitely a European thing. Dude, I might try to find this since I have the dream pie. I might try this thing. Oh, they, they I wonder if I'm have they actually got a video. I wonder for if this? I can still get that before. Okay, I'll just bring up I'll bring up my screen share. So this is uh Sonic Stadium's article. Um Yeah. You that have dumb billboard. Oh, can I bring oh it's not very big. <laughs> um yeah, so yeah, you have to find these little kind of shoes, basically. And they've got, yeah, they block yeah. off the level and stuff, so you don't go through the whole thing. But yeah, there's, how many levels are, how many, there's, I don't know how many trainers there are, how many shoes there are to find. But yeah, there you go. It's, that's a thing that happens. Um, there was definitely another one which they did have, they did have billboards around the levels or something. Um, I can't remember Yeah, what it was I'm now. trying to find it. But so cool. So uh... yeah, stuff like that was just fun. <laughs> Yeah, it was. And the, even though it was Dream Station Square, that was still, I mean, as kids, that blew our minds. But yeah. kids today are going to be like, whatever, I'm yelling at my friends and telling how easy their moms are online. This is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Sonic Adventure. If you haven't played it, you should. Cool. Yeah. And okay. Oh, okay. There was a time attack for North America involving AT and T, the phone company. Ah, uh, okay. That's what we had. So, I feel like there's also a time attack in a different, another one in those power only or UK only. Um, hmm. Maybe. I'm still looking at stuff, but I okay. interrupted you there. Sorry. That's fair enough. I was going to say so that um. Actually, there's one other question I was going to ask you guys. What Sonic games haven't you ever played that you kind of do want to play now? Like you maybe avoided for whatever reason, but you, um, like, okay, yeah. What, what get, like, what games have you avoided maybe for review purposes, but you kind of want to play? Well, I mean, like, I haven't played any of those Sonic Wii games. So I, I'm glad that Sonic Colors is getting a remaster. Uh, so, I mean, that's coming out in September. So. There's my chance. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that's one. That's one that I saw. They were like, "All right, well, this line of Sonic games was crappy, but this one is kind of 
a bit above the rest in that era. So I was like, okay, well, I'd like to give it a try, but never have. So, well, fair enough. The Sonic Colors is very enjoyable. Secret Rings and Black Knight, not so much, but yeah. So yeah, um, right now in the background, I've got uh, Sonic Schoolhouse, which Scotty is holding holding his copy up to the... I fucking own this piece. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, So the reason I do own this, forever ago, I remember playing a demo of it. It was like a Hershey chocolate demo that had this game, Sonic and Knuckles, and Garfield's Worst Nightmare, or whatever the hell it was called. Um, And this is a edutainment first person school thing and you can oh my yeah. god these characters are this is all my nightmare fuel people um, <laughs> yeah these how can you explain bad. what these look like they look terrible um <laughs> yeah the the back of this says school's cool with sonic and it says like the first educational title to play like a game sonic schoolhouse is fun learning kids will sharpen reading and spelling and math skills in this 3d schoolhouse the game's four different classrooms contain grade-based problems in a full wait in a fun-filled race for knowledge. Sonic Schoolhouse offers kids a chance to practice their educational skills with their favorite character, Sonic the Hedgehog, and his nemesis, Doctor Robotnik. See you in school. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They look like uh, taxidermized zoo animals with helium shoved up their ass, and they're yeah. just kind of like floating around like balloon animals. But it was it was weird. Oh wait, so <laughs> but I did I did have person, this too. like. Oh my god, look at this what? crap. It looks like that screensaver in Windows that you just yes. walk down the brick hallways. Yes. Never-ending <laughs> maze, but with Sonic in so it. Are you meant to do something? Because right now, just for the audio listeners, you're kind of in a first-person corridor room thing. Kind of look like a school classroom without any desks in it. But they've got, like, numbers jumping around? Like, numbers with eyeballs? Yeah, I think you're supposed and... to pick it up, and you see how there's numbers on the chalkboard. I think, like, you throw it oh. at at it so six seven eight nine see bam and then but then there's a freaking rabbit i guess you pick your zoo animal before you pick you have an avatar sort of that you pick because you interact with sonic in the game so you wouldn't right. be sonic interacting with sonic right. is ah. probably where they got that yeah i guess you're ah. one of the creatures going to school and he this guy picked a weird rabbit with the ah. checkerboard t-shirt okay i see yeah, yeah they all look weird and it's even more frightening when they get like and stuff because their eyeballs go crazy and it's just like what? <laughs> yeah so i kind of see i see what you see what's happening yeah so they're walking around there's there's um maths sort of um questions written, written on the chalkboards there's numbers dancing around so you have to answer the questions by picking up a number throwing it at the chalkboard and that opens some doors because i just saw one of the doors open before so that yep. then you can then pick up these sonic icons and symbols and school bus symbols and a key by the looks of it you have to pick up so yeah, that's just open the door. And there's also oh wow, like okay. a trash can of numbers where I think you can. Wow, oh. this I think I froze. Yeah, you did. I froze actually, for a second. Yeah. You like yeah. you throw the numbers into that bin, essentially like a trash bin or something. Oh, there's okay. Sonic spinning around like a goddamn psychopath. <laughs> uh, good yeah, stuff going on. <laughs> oh. Good stuff. Wow, this is it's like a weird art house film. Like, I, okay, I was no. thinking about streaming this game. I'm gonna find a way to play this somehow. Uh, I think yeah, just find it, make it entertaining because I don't know. <laughs> It'd be like a nightmare. This yeah. is maybe oh, I don't know. Get... How long is this playthrough? Is this a speed run? <laughs> yeah, a speed run of this is forty-four minutes long. Addition and subtraction. Um, wow, Math problems. I'm still, and it was I'm still on how by... long to beat. I'm gonna see if uh, they have one for this. Okay, this is uploaded by a user called Nintendo Complete. So yeah, okay. good job. 
they completed all the Nintendo Nintendo games and moved on to this. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh no, guys! Sonic Schoolhouse doesn't have an entry for how long to beat. I could be the one to upload you it. Do it, do it, sir. Do it now, man! Wow. Okay, this right. Let's. Uh, do we still do we have this going in the background? Let's, let's do it. Let's should we continue. Oh, with that's fine. Yeah, I think that's a good way of <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Um, Scotty, were there any Sonic games that you missed out on? Maybe because of reviews, scores were so bad, oh, or you just didn't want, you weren't interested. Uh, but maybe you're interested to play now. Um, I mean, I mentioned, I well, I mentioned before we started the show the after like the Wii library, I pretty much was a blind spot after Secret Rings. Uh, I just didn't, I didn't really play much of Unleashed, and I didn't bother with colors, unfortunately. So I am excited that they're upgrading that or whatever bringing that back so that it's not like i have to set up the wii u because i don't even have a wii anymore to play that game um and so i guess kind of that era maybe i'll play the black knight i'm not really sad i missed that one but i am i guess sonic color yeah actually playing through because i've heard such good things about it yeah i hope it holds up still because i think back in the day we'd had so many bad sonic games when sonic colors came out it was like yeah Oh, this is pretty fun. We had, basically, we had Sonic 06, which was a buggy mess when it launched, even though I like it now. it's I will admit it was terrible at launch. Then you had Sonic and Secret Rings, Sonic and Black Knights. It was like, Sonic Colors came along. Everyone was like, this is not going to be good. And we played it. And I was like, this is fun. I'm enjoying myself. So maybe it was a juxtaposition of a, something slightly fun versus some terrible stuff. Uh, I hope it's I hope it's held up. I haven't played it since it launched. So, yeah. we were that was We were also like strong into the sonic cycle which was a thing that existed for oh, us yeah. the not just us because i'm sure this is something that's happened with other fan bases but every time a sonic game would get announced and they'd be like but we've got this cool gimmick but still people would be like yes yeah, sonic's back it's gonna be great and then it was horrible and the fans would let everybody and then what happened again with the next sonic be like this is gonna be the this back back to the roots they think told us it's back to the roots and <laughs> then it's we play it and it's bad yeah so that happened a lot for us yeah and um, so i think the the game that i've missed out on completely were actually the sonic boom games i didn't get a wii u ah. until um until the switch the launch the day after the switch launched i picked up a wii u nice um partly just to play zelda for cheaper because i didn't couldn't afford a, a switch and buying a wii u they dropped in price could get Zelda on the launch day as well. So great. Um, but yeah, so I never actually bothered to pick up Sonic, the Sonic Boom Banes because I had so many bad things about them. And I'm interested to play them just to see, you know, you know, you're knowing me, I'd probably end up enjoying them. Who knows? Um, but I did watch some videos online and thought these, these look bad. Like these just don't look fun at all. Um, so yeah, it's, there we go. Um, so I guess that kind of starts to round up our Sonic chat. But I do have, um, there were a couple of other questions which I'm going to throw out there. They were going to be tiebreakers originally, but I'm going to just ask you the questions, I think. So just for fun, let's, uh, let's do Go that. For it. Let's do a bit of that. So fingers on the buzzers, please. Um, here we go. Bring it. Which Nintendo game features a reference to Sonic the Hedgehog by showing Sonic's famous trainers next to a beer? Badong. Okay. Go for it, Scotty. <laughs> No, it's uh, it's one of the Donkey Kong Country games. I don't... Can you can you take a guess? Do you want to stab it? Have a stab at a guess at it. Uh, it's three. You are incorrect, sir. Uh, Donkey Kong Country two. 
You're correct. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly had no idea. <laughs> yeah. So, um, in fact, do I have... Oh, I don't have the picture, or do I? No, I don't have the picture. I don't have the picture. Sorry. Isn't it um, when you get a game over or something? So there is an area of Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy Kong's Quest, that's the full name of the game, um, called Cranky's Video Game Hero Screen. And I've never finished that game. I played it briefly back in the day at my friend's house because he owned it. Um, I believe it's when you finish the game, I think you have to unlock everything or something. There is a screen which shows, um, I think, oh God. It basically shows three it's Nintendo... Got like, it's got, yeah, Link. It's got Lara Croft's guns or something. It's got Earthworm Jim's uh, gun on the floor. Um, yeah. Ba- and based, um, something yeah, else. It shows three Nintendo characters on podiums of being different ones. One of them's Link. I think Mario might be on there or something. Maybe Donkey Kong's on there. I can't remember. Basically, three Nintendo characters. And then on the floor, there's a trash can or a bin. And next to it is uh, Earthworm Jim's uh, ray gun thing and Sonic's uh, sneakers uh, or trainers or shoes, whatever you want to call them, and a big um, sign on the bin saying no hopers to sort of imply that, you know, these franchises suck kind of thing. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so now you don't have that to hand. Oh, wait. I do actually have the link here. I can bring it up. What a twist. So let's, let's just oh, share. Oh, I was thinking of something else. Hmm. Oh, really? Okay, so let's share my screen. Yeah. Here we go. So the thinking of Croc, uh, Scotty. It was Maybe. Sonic or Crash's shoes, Lara Croft's guns. Do you want to zoom in on this one? I think I was. There we go. So we have Diddy Kong <clears throat> in number one, oh. Mario number two, and Yoshi number three. I've seen it with Link, though. I've seen a picture of Link. That's interesting. Maybe mm. this changes. But yeah, if you can see at the bottom, uh, you've got so- Sonic shoes, um, the ray gun, and then No Hopers next to the trash can. Um, so yeah, there you go. That's a thing. <laughs> The meanest Nintendo's ever been. <laughs> yeah, that's their edgiest. That is. And then two more questions. Let's see who gets these right. We, um... Yes, so... Scotty may know the answer to this one. So but I'm going to ask the question anyway. In Sonic the Hedgehog 1 on the Game Gear and Master System, so the 8-bit version of Sonic the Hedgehog 1, name two of the three main differences about the Chaos Emeralds compared to the Genesis or Mega Drive versions. So there are three key differences surrounding the KS Emeralds on the 8-bit versions of Sonic the Hedgehog 1. Uh, they don't include well, the bonus levels, do they? Yeah, I mentioned that earlier. Is that one of them then? The that is one levels? of them. Yes. They are, fat, um, so they are found within the levels and not the special stages. That is one of them. Well... I know in the first Sonic game on Genesis, you cannot become supersonic, even though even when you come. And I think there are six in the first Sonic game on Genesis. Or the, I remember there's not seven, so I don't know if it's eight or six. Ooh. Um, actually, maybe I've got that. That actually, maybe I've got something wrong there. For some reason, I had it down differently. Oh no. Oh. Oh no. Uh, but the. Uh. Oh, no. Maybe I don't know. Two the, I mean, I'm, I'm just, like, remembering factoids now. In the first Sonic game, you have to collect 50 rings and jump through a giant ring. You have to have those 50 rings by the end of the level still and jump through that giant ring. You just find them in the Game Gear version. Okay, um, I've actually just had to double-check something. I had something written down incorrectly. So... Uh-oh. The, I was reading some, uh, reading some stuff, and I actually completely forgot myself to double-check something online. And it was wrong when I checked it online. Point, and... So... I read online earlier that the Mega Drive versions all had seven KSM rules, but the Game Gear ones only had six. 
It's true the Game Gear once had six, but you're correct. Sonic 1 on the Mega Drive actually did have six as well. So that's actually incorrect. There is one other difference, though. Um, actually, I'm just going to double check. <laughs> now, now I'm just not not even... Uh, no, okay, this is, this, is, this is correct, this one. There's one other difference on the Game Gear version. Due to hardware limitations, I'll tell you that much. There's a difference um, between those KS Emeralds and the Mega Drive ones, or Genesis ones. Hardware limitations... I don't know. Were they? Did they, they look different? Were they smaller? Yeah, they looked different in a particular way. They were like way. transparent on the. Oh, well, they were like squares on the Game Gear version, or like, like not not diamond looking things or Jolly Rancher looking things. I don't they know. were they were still kind of a similar shape. I'll, I'll just I'll tell you. Oh. Color. So on the Mega Drive and Genesis versions, they all had different colors. Due to hardware limitations on the Game Gear, they were all a pale whitish blue color. Every single one that's oh. identical. Hmm. Okay. So yeah, that's that's or, a little I fun factoid. Collected. I don't think I've ever collected more than one in the game gear. Maybe that's why I didn't know that. Oh, before. okay. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and they are. Fa- so there's two differences. So apologies. That's my bad for not doing more research, even though I thought I did enough. Um, so yeah, the two differences are the colors and the fact that they are found within the levels and not the special stages. So there you go. And one very final game. Final question which uh, this is going to be uh, well okay I'll, I'll just ask the question this was going to be the tiebreaker question uh, if you guys managed to get the same amount Scott of is winning anyway so yeah. <laughs> this doesn't really matter this was going to be tiebreaker but ac- according to Wikipedia's list of games and yes I used Wikipedia because I was a lazy bum and couldn't be bothered to do all, all the research myself um, according to Wikipedia's list of games including spin-offs and compilations how many games has Sonic the Hedgehog officially appeared in? And I'll just tell you one thing. This this list on Wikipedia is not fully comprehensive because it's actually missing some games like Radmobile. Um, and it also missed out any third-party games, like non-Sega games. But I'll give you I'll give you an A, B, and C, so it's multiple choice. Uh, okay. Is it... Does the Wikipedia list include 70... No, sorry. 67 games, 91 games, or 103 games? That Sonic the Hedgehog oh. appeared in officially. I say you. definitely 103. 67. Ooh, one of you is right. Ding, 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 ding. And it is Scotty. Scotty is correct. Uh, yeah, the Wikipedia nice. list entry is 103 games that Sonic has appeared in, including um, spin offs and compilation packs. But there are actually more games that he's appeared in than, than that are listed um, there because there's, there's a few. There's a few titles where Sonic is in the background, the official Sega releases and stuff, like um, Radmobile, and there's also the 4-in-1 game pack for the Game Gear where Sonic, is, on the tennis game, Sonic is like the umpire. Um, there's, there's a few other ones out there which aren't in the Wikipedia entries for some reason. But yeah, so that's how many games Sonic's been in. That's, that blew my mind at the time, because I was thinking... It's crazy. Maybe 30 or 40 games, I don't know. Over 100. Over 100 he's appeared in. It's bloody mental. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's just so crazy. Um, so there we found go. a list on the on the Sonic fandom wiki page. Oh, There's okay. so many. Oh yeah, I actually, I, lo- I looked at that Sonic fandom list, and that actually didn't have all the entries either. There was quite a lot of missing. Jesus there too. Christ! Yeah. So, yeah, I went through, I went through your that. Help. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and that also that also included a load of games where it's completely unofficial. It's like another 
a random game, like a Nintendo game, where they've got a little reference to Sonic. So I didn't want to include right. those ones so much because I wanted more official ones where Sonic's like a character. But there we go. Right. So that brings us to, I guess, the end of the feature discussion. Uh, unless you guys had anything more to talk about for feature discussion? As oh, for me. Crap. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, so, um, before we get to the end of the show, Scotty, I don't know if you want to line up anyone we want to raid, but while you're doing that, I'm going to... Yeah, I'll double check. I am going to talk about... Um, we have a competition that's going to be happening. Well, it's happening right now. So, for any... any, any um, listeners or anyone on on twitch right now or any listeners or video watchers on youtube after the fact for sonic's anniversary we are going to give away this lovely official sonic the hedgehog 30th anniversary bundle which includes um some funky 30th anniversary socks some pin badge things which i actually happen to have a pair myself already um uh, nice they're pretty cool, actually. They're pretty cool. I've kept them in the packet. These were a gift from um, KC from Radio Sega. I mentioned them a few weeks ago. They have um, a baseball cap, a mug, and also, we're also, this is part of the same prize. Ooh. The official Sonic, okay, official modern Sonic the Hedgehog Japanese style drinkware can. Yeah, rolls off the tongue nicely. So if you don't know what this is, sure does. It, it is basically a reusable drinks can. Ooh, so you, you put your drink in it, and huh. it's actually got a straw, a, a metal straw, built into it. Sipping so you, up. You can sip out of it, yeah. So you can yep. put your Pepsi Cola or other soda pop in there. Or your uh, Jack and Coca-Cola. <laughs> or Jack and Coke. Yeah. Stick in this can, <laughs> walk around. So it's kind of more environmentally friendly, supposedly. Um, that is but, neat. But it's kind of cool, yeah. You can take your drinks around, close it up, doesn't spill. So yeah, I those are they, you could win those. You could win those. Can I be in this contest? Uh, <laughs> well, you might be the only person who enters. No, I'm to be kidding. I'm we'll kidding. find out. So <laughs> that picture, that that top picture, of that can still looks like it says "good ass drink" or something. Oh yeah, it does. Actually. That's why I want it. Good ass. Yeah. So it says "good it's as gold." Good That's ass some good ass, ass Sonic <laughs> juice. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but how how do you win this? I I hear you cry. Well, well, yes. How, how indeed so to win this you just have to answer the simple question and we'll put this on the the post of the of the show post for the podcast when we put it on the website and stuff and on the other on the youtube comments as well to win this the question is according to the official sonic the hedgehog one game manual for the mega drive and genesis and game gear and master system versions of the games according to the manual what gives Sonic his super speed? So according to the official Sonic the Hedgehog game manual, what gives Sonic his super speed? So that's that simple. Those diuretic chili dogs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Are we supposed to answer now? No, no, no. Do not answer. No, no, no. <laughs> no. This is for the audience. Don't give this them is, the answer. This is for the audience. Yeah. All right, that's it's the competition. So audience, viewers, listeners, watchers, whatever you're... Whatever you're doing, Harry is in this podcast. What what gives Sonic his super speed according to Sonic the Hedgehog One's game manual? And I did double trip for triple check in all my versions of the of it. It's the same thing, same writing. So that's good. Drugs. <laughs> cool. And with that, I guess that kind of brings us to the end of the show. So, uh, Scotty and Martin, are there any housekeeping things you want to shout out about? Martin, where can people find us? Where where are we? 
So you can find us everywhere on Twitter at Megavisions. Uh, we're on Patreon. We are currently in the process of uh, redesigning and publishing our uh, next issue. Uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, we are giving it a, a sort of reboot. So we are starting uh, issue one of our physical magazine, um, and you can find uh, all information on Patreon. We also published it on our website, uh, which you can uh, find at megavisionsmag.com. And we're also on Facebook and Instagram, and obviously here on Twitch. If you have uh, not followed us yet, please do on all those platforms. Uh, and that's it. Perfect. Yeah. And Scotty, did you have any any announcements or things to say? Yeah. This is my last episode of the Megavision show. Say uh, what? I am retiring from Yep, news to everybody. No. Uh I've already discussed this with the staff. Um, but uh and it's there's no bad blood or anything to clear that up real quick. Um, I think so. I'm it's essentially Yeah. I'm <laughs> essentially just tired of doing video game podcasts and Change and uh, I'm still going to be doing stuff for Megavision. Still managing, or what am I doing? What am I? The managing something or other director, uh, <laughs> and we'll be creating YouTube content. More of that will come soon. More information on that will come soon. Um, but Corey, aka Tornado Jones, and podcast similar to the sideshow, but we haven't fully decided what we're going to yet. Not just video games though, um, and that's. Uh, very much in the early infant stages. Uh, so don't expect anything of that anytime soon. But this is my last episode. So, but what better way to leave than Sonic um, mm-hmm. or with Sonic or something like that? Um, but I'll still be streaming. Mm-hmm. I'll still and creating content for Megavisions overall, just no longer on the podcast. But I do yeah. thank my co hosts for everything they've done and uh, everybody who's listened and tuned in and told me I'm wrong or, or agreed with me, everything. Thank you so much, everybody, for the support. You're very welcome, Scotty. And we are sad that you're leaving, but excited you're still around, obviously, for other things, for Megavisions. And hopefully you'll be able to come back on the show for a guest spot occasionally. I'm um, sure I'll be back in some way, shape or form. Yeah. 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 Uh, as you said, yeah, no bad bloods on, on like between, between us and all the staff. So Scotty is still going to be around uh, in different aspects. But yeah, it's, he's been doing podcasting for a long time, so I completely understand over 10 uh, years i did yeah, some yeah. math i've been podcasting specifically about sega and video games for over yeah that's 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 a decent chunk of uh your life that's yeah. that's a third of sonic the hedgehog's life you've been doing it yep. uh, <laughs> um yeah. and i i think i think it's it's again this is like a mini announcement almost but with with um scotty sort of leaving we are looking at changing up the show a little bit um so it looks like it will be myself and Chris Powell who are going to be sort of leading the charge, I guess, with Martin's help as well. Martin will be there. Um, but we, we're looking at changing up some way of things that work, I guess, within the show. So stay tuned for that. Um, but yeah, um, hopefully, hopefully it's going to be even better. It's going to be even more exciting and better and stuff. And then Scotty's going to have his awesome podcast, which I think would be a great break from lots of all the Sega and gaming stuff. Uh, so yeah, because exciting. Doesn't exciting even have a title yet, so we'll figure that all out and oh, keep yeah. people posted. We'll yeah. we'll let people know ahead of time. We won't just throw yeah. it up randomly one day and. Be- oh, I think that'd be fun. Just do it. No, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll announce it like a uh, Beyonce <laughs> album. Just drop it. Yeah, just just do what you two did and just put it on people's iPods. Or whatever. <laughs> That's yeah, what they want to listen to it. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Uh, that's the way we can get people to listen to the show. I think just <laughs> just put it, stick it on everyone's Spotify playlist. Um, That'll get us press at least. <laughs> um, but I, I did find someone for us to raid, though. Uh, oh, their perfect. name. Oh, let me actually double check that they're still alive. Yeah, they're still alive. Um, Monster. It's either Monsters Acura or Monsters Sakura. Um, but okay. they are playing some Sonic Two right now. Um, they're making their way through. So we'll go ahead and raid them whenever Graham allowed them and give them some love. They're celebrating Sonic as well. Awesome. Yeah. So thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Stay tuned for all those exciting things that are coming about and be excellent to each other. Catch you later. Honey, I got to tell you about this sandwich.